What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the wake up show, part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings has returned. The king of content and the speaker of truths. Yours truly the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. See, God Allah is back in the building, if you will. And I'm happy to be back. And of course, I've been gone for about two weeks. I did two live streams while I was on the road. I caught a little bit of a bug on the way back, but I'm not letting that stopping me. We are back in here with the best edutainment here on YouTube. Uh, yes, and indeed. That's you. And do me a favor, hit the like button in the building. And I got to tell everybody. Trigger warning, viewer discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. You were warned. And if you forgot, if you forgot, this is the King of Kings in the building. Hey, this show does not promote hate or harm of any person based on their relationship status, gender, race, size, or uh, what is it? What is the other stuff that I might be called? Oh, class. Anyway, the goal of the show is to promote healthy choices, specifically for men in lifestyle, finances, and in emotional relationships. We are back in the building. New, 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 new so much order. to cover. <laughs> so much to cover. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to get into this show. I'm going to put the topics scrolling across the bottom of the screen. We're going to talk about EV vehicles. Again, allegedly Ford has put in a patent to allow EV vehicles to repossess themselves. Indeed. Indeed. We're also going to talk about family being your biggest haters. We're going to look at Joe Rogan's situation. We're also going to look at potentially a story that's going to tell us in the next decade, half of the world will be obese. Okay. All right. We also got great shows. We also got about uh, men. There's supposed to be a sugar daddy uh, appreciation date. A man gets drugged and robbed by two women of a fake Rolex. We're going to watch a dude lose his girl in the club by a dude running game. And we're going to perhaps have the biggest and the best pickup line ever that you can use yourself and it's dating coach approved. We're also going to talk about a woman in Colorado, age 31, who goes sub junior college to the middle school, gets impregnated by a 13 year old and she gets no jail time. Mm. All right. She gets no jail time. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, if you guys were at the middle school. All right. You guys would definitely get thrown up under the jail. She gets impregnated and gets no jail time. We're also going to give you the main event topic of the day which is going to be why you should never trust your wife. And I know uh, relationships are about trust and love, but it's the foolish way uh, to go into relationships because everything's padded up front. We got a great show, and perhaps this might be a long, long show. Since it's the first show back, we're going to hit you with the long stroke. I'm not going to rush it. But it is good to be back here, and I appreciate y'all for uh, being patient with me while I was on the road. I was in the air, all right, flying the friendly skies. And of course, I was dabbling in the overseas Eastern European, oh, not Eastern European, but the Mediterranean Junior College out there. And shout out to the Mediterranean Junior College. Yeah, man, they needed some love too. All right, they needed CGA to go over there and, uh, you know, potentially I might have a, a baby that uh, speaks Italian at some particular point. Mm. I might have me a little, 
Oh, you know, because I already got me an Australian kid now. You know, he's got to be like 18 or 19 at this point. Some kid in Australia, somewhere in Cambria, Cambria, Australia. You know, I already have him. He's going to come out of nowhere. But I'm sure there's going to be a great Coachellini that takes over Rome at some particular point. You know what I mean? It's it's just the way the Romans do. And I'm sure, I'm sure there may be an Italiano Gregorio somewhere around there. I don't even know. Over here. All right. Anyway. <laughs> and yeah, go ahead and name him Tony the Gregorio Black Italian over there speaking Italiano. <laughs> yeah, somebody got knocked. All right. Anyway, man. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, I might have me a couple of Italianos running around there. Maybe you too. Yes, maybe too. All right, because that's def definitely how it was going down. <laughs> that's definitely how it was going down. The junior college was very, really, very willing to volunteer themselves up in services to what happened. And then th this is kind of how it went, just so you know. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on breath control. You can just bust a nun on me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. Yeah, you know what I mean? It happens. It won't be Dylan. It'll be Gregorio over there. All right. So, you know, it is what it was. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to the junior college over there. Anyway, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the live chat in the top of the free agent lifestyle live chat. And also you can contribute via Super Chat by watching over on the Notorious CGA channel. You have Super Chat capabilities over here. How's it been in the last couple of weeks? How's the manosphere been? I know that there was a tag team championship going on between Alba and Preach and, and Donovan and Trollo. I mean, Rolo. I think there was a tag team championship. Has it been boring? I mean, has the manosphere, has the, you know, I, I know people are like, well, I'm not really in the manosphere, but they are. You know what I mean? Like all of their content. How's it been the last couple of weeks? Let's check in. Oh, I see. Oh, it was like. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I shouldn't I shouldn't have left y'all like that. You know what I mean? But I wanted to let the other content creators in this space give it a try. Give it a yo good college try. You know what I mean? We don't need CGA. We don't need CGA in here. And then when, when I was gone, they was like. Y'all had to go slumber like, damn, this ninja ain't got another live stream coming up. Where he at? <laughs> All right. Snooze fest, man. Y'all can't do without me. Y'all can't do without me. I'm the great notorious one. Anyway, let's get to the earlier contribute contributors. Yeah, they got the y'all. Listen, I I guarantee you, they got to acting like uh vicious. Yeah, bitch. You know, dudes yeah, acting like vicious. They fighting each other, slapping. They slap boxing in the street. <laughs> they would slap boxing each other. They was patting each other like this. All right, I have the best content. I'll take his face. Mm. We back in here, man, two times a day. That's what we doing. All right, earlier contributors to today's show. All right. Shout out to all my friends in the Manosphere. I know. I know. You can't keep up. MC Hamster is in the building. He says, good to see you back from those cobblestone pathways and in the paved streets again, coach. My XX and I took a road trip. She's good, but times is costly. Is that the first Super Chat? Is that the first one? Yeah, I think that is the first one. Yes. Um, but yeah, oh, so you took a trip with your woman. Dude, uh, I, I put up on my Instagram story why you do not travel with women. All right, they are the worst investment to take on the road. All right, they, listen, women are fantastic in your area code. All right. 
But as they say, man, you got to have 304s in area codes. This is just taking women with you is a lose-lose proposition. Shout out to the ladies. Like Now, the only exception to the rule, there's got to be an exception to the rule. Uh, the exception to the rule is if it's a new woman, right? It's a new woman in your life. She's excited to be there. As soon as you get in there, you giving her the five stroke special five times. You know what I mean? You wearing that thing out. A new woman taking your old maid. You know what I mean? Taking your old lady to you. Oh, my Lord. Horrible. I know people don't agree with this, but oh, it's a horrible investment. You're not going to get what you want. We actually already played you footage of women even uh, laughing at their husbands when they go on a road trip and they don't put up. Like they say they were going to put up. All right. Albert Wesker says for men, marriage is forever. For women, it's just a phase. And we're probably going to do um, a watch party for Sex Over Life. Series two, season two, it's out. I caught a little bit of it last night. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a phase. They go through this phase. But the fa the problem with this being just a phase is that they get they get uh, they get the fallout. They're like, I'll try it, and if I get a fallout, a, a financial fallout, I'll actually be able to use that to leapfrog my way up into society. It's sad. Mm. All right, cheap drum hack says this one is going to be fire. Welcome back. You have been missed. We are back. Thank you, man. Delta Fox, welcome back, CGA. We kept the party going on locals while you were out. You've built a strong community. Keep it up. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to everybody on Locals, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. It's the members-only content. We were attacked. We were attacked from the inside. We were. We had a person that was, we had a rat uh, last month uh, using our content to try to embarrass us, sharing our private links. You know, we have a private community there. I mean, you know, there's a way to get around it, but they were sharing our links out to their anti-red pill community. Sad. But shout out to everybody on Locals. We will prevail in the end. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about over there. Now, Sorry for the people who just joined locals that had some of their uh, posts. You know, I'd normally have to approve posts the first time you post. And so you probably didn't weren't able to get your post approved while I was gone. But we'll get the show back going. Shout out to Dragon of the East over here with the what? He's over here with a co-sponsorship. Where's my buttons? He says, hope you he says, hope your time in Italy was a good one. I've been there many years since I was there. Wait, it's been many years since I've been there by myself or was there myself. And uh, you were there via the U.S. Army in, uh, is it Vicenza in the Abiano Air Base and Air Force. I mess all of that up. Inspired to visit Italy and Europe overall one more time later this year. Thank you, Free Agent Lifestyle for life. We in here, man. Hey, sorry I messed that up. But well, go check out uh, Eastern, I mean, Europe in general is a good place to go check out and do a comparison and contrast based on what you're getting here in America. But um, I will recommend Rome. I do recommend Rome. So go ahead and get yourself out there again and uh, bring back some of them old memories. Yes, Robert Moreno, the coup d'etat is now complete. The 100K followers you lost while you were on your trip have now been transferred to Hafizi, blue pill for life. And just kidding, of course. Shot X, shout out to the coach and the coach gang. Glad you made it back safe. ZE says, good to have you back, coach. He got money in the building. I got money. Classy beats, happy money day. I got money. Glad you made it back safe to the Desert Storm bunker. Welcome back. We back. Ninja Snuggle, coach, I got married while you were gone. Uh, how many people return back to blue pill life by not me getting you this information? All right, the king of country. Welcome back, coach. You were missed. Thank you, brother. 
Thank you, brother. Let me get into the first story, and I'm going to get into the PayPal's and all of that stuff uh, and the cash apps. I appreciate your patience on this one. Let's get into the first one and not belabor the point. Hey, check this out. Uh, EV cars. EV cars. Uh, let's go to uh, Ford real quick. Where is Ford? Where is my window? Uh, there is my window right there. Bomb. You guys know me with the EV cars. I suspect a rat. I suspect a rat. In many of these situations, you know, you'll be fine. If you're just a normie, you know, a knuckle dragger, an oxygen thief, you don't have to worry about this. But what about this? Ford files for a patent for self-repossessing cars, cars that will drive themselves to junkyards over mispayments. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just not comfortable with my car busting through my garage. While I'm just sitting there, I missed a couple of payments. You know, I fell on hard time. Uh, but now they're going to just drive themselves to the junkyard. Now, listen, I've been telling you about this. And, of course, the freeway Rick Ross or Rick Ross, the boss, has been saying the same thing, too. What if you got a warrant out for your arrest? And they're like, oh, he's got an EV. And they just, you go into the gas station and they'd be like, nah, take you right to the police station. I don't know about that. New, 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 new world order. See, these are the things they want to get you accustomed to. You wonder why that that's a great push. Let's get everybody on EV by 2035. Well, now you now you know why they're trying to do it. Yes. New, 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 new world. All right. There's nothing new under the sun. I will find ways that people try to control us um, and I will expose them. This is the classic way. What about this story right here? What about this story? And this is an old story. But of course, as you guys know, Tesla has been experiencing some issues with their software. Um, on uh, on self-driving cars. They've been having a lot of accidents and they had a complete recall of many of their vehicles. They actually discounted some of these vehicles recently as of yesterday, uh, you know, 5, 10% because of the issues that they've been having. They took a little bit of a hit. Well, I want you to, I want to read this warning to you about these self-driving cars. This is Tesla's warning. This says right here, it says right here, let me blow this up. Uh, it says, it says right here, it says uh, self-driving cars may do the worst thing at the worst time. What? What that mean? Wait a minute. Tesla struck a, con and this is an old article, just so you know. Yeah, but it, it actually is relevant today because they had some issues. Tesla struck a cautious tone during the beta release of the full self-driving mode this week, warning it, quote, may do the worst thing at the worst time. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. What that mean? All right. Echoing CEOs, Elon Musk's tweet or twi Twitter post yesterday, which said FSD, the full self-driving beta rollout, would be extremely slow and cautious. Release notes uh, posted online have shown that electric car giant is taking safety seriously, urging its drivers to pay attention to the road. Wait a minute. The full self-driving in it is in early limited access beta and must be used with additional caution hold up wait a minute i thought i was supposed to have it self-driving it may do the wrong thing at the wrong time so you must always keep your hands on the wheel and pay attention extra attention to the road do not become complacent i'm wondering what is the point of having a self-driving vehicle if I'm paying attention to the road with my hands on the steering wheel and shit? Right? What am I doing? I'm supposed to let it drive itself, but I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to take a nap, right? So uh, we're not ready yet. You know, a lot of the things that we're pushing through, we're, we're just simply not ready yet. 
All right. That's my thing, man. I think this is my, you know, you know, this is our, this is my soapbox. This is our public square. We have freedom of speech. And this is just my position. Most everybody who just goes to the store, you know what I mean? You go to the Aldi, you go to the pig and whistle, you go to the, uh, the Win Dixie, <laughs> you know what I mean? You go to the, you readily, you know, you go to the Ralph's. You guys will be fine. You guys just basically go to Ralph's and back. You go to your job and back. You'll be good. We're talking about people that actually want to drive out here. Anyway. Sounds like a, a kind, the Piggly Wiggly, not the Pig and Whistle, the Publix. You people, you oxygen thieves will be fine. You know what I mean? But this sounds like a self-driving coffin. Anyway, shout out to this right here. Let's go to the next story right here. Oh, shout out to everybody that is... All right, I've been warning about this too. Half of the world on track to be overweight by the year 2035. All right, and I'm sure the bulk of these people, as you know, there's more women than men. So we're just going to understand, hey, man, we better get our fat fetishes on. I mean, skinny women are going to be premium at this particular point, or they're just going to be looking like uh, Marilyn Marilyn Munster. Half of the world going to be fat. All right, but listen, we've already known that to be the case. Disney even took a strike at this, telling us we going to get too comfortable. All right, and as you know, uh, being fat lowers your productivity as a human being. Speaking of knuckle dragger and oxygen thieves, we got our tablets. We got everything in front of us. Uh, why work out? Not only that, we have an agenda pushing this particular behavior, and it's not healthy. If you've seen the movie Wally, this is exactly what's going on here. But here you go. It starts with the kids. Look at these pudgy-ass kids right here. What is going on? It's going to be a lot of gorditas out here, man. Gorditas going to be crazy. More than half of the world's population will be classed as obese and or overweight. By 2035, if action is not taken, the World Obesity Forum Federation, the World Obesity Federation warns. Sounds like the World Wrestling Federation. More than 4 billion people will be affected with rates rising fastest among children. All right, low and middle income countries in Africa and Asia were are expected to see the greatest rise. Okay, so Asia. Oh, shout out to the passport gang. Y'all going over there to get y'all some plump biscuits. Okay. The report uh predicts the cost of obesity will amount to more than what? 4 trillion um dollars annually by 2035. And this is from the World Obesity Forum potentially somebody who was looking at uh looking out for the oh my lord what is going on here look oh the humanity Ooh, nasty boys check in oh that's nasty Woo! man she got that thing tucked in take a look take a look my lord have y'all been down bad have y'all been down this bad don't lie to me either the FUPA print going crazy. Lord, Lord. Oh, the humanity. This is an egg with legs. My Lord. Hey, listen, we're not, we're, listen, we're not being critical of her. We're just saying brothers will hit that. Mm. There's some brothers that have been very down bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Somebody hit that. All right. Uh, listen, is that the last part of the story here? Um, let me see here. Last one. Last one, and then we'll get to the cash apps and all of this. Uh, Joe Rogan, what's going on with his daddy and his sister out here 
They thought they praying, praying for his downfall. Let's take a look at this clip. Is this the clip I want to look at? This is the clip. Apparently, uh, I don't know if Joe Rogan's been throwing shade at her at his daddy. Wait a minute. I got to find out where my link is. No, I need to share the tab. I need to share. Am I sharing the right thing? Let me see if y'all can hear this, because uh, it looks like my stream yard's going crazy. Can you hear this? All right, so apparently Joe Rogan uh, being raised by his mother, where his a father was, you know, I think yeah, he threw some shade at his father for being abusive. Like a lot of people uh, say, I don't know, man, you know, kids are a little bit. Somebody said no sound. All right, so we got no sound in the game. All right, no worries. Somebody said yes, and then uh, somebody said no. But don't, don't worry, I'll come back to it. Where is the clip? Here's the clip right here. All right, so we'll go ahead and roll it back. My man is a Steelers fan. But uh, this dad is going ham on Joe Rogan. Now, I don't know whose side to take on this one. But uh, the dad side of the family is definitely disgusted by Joe Rogan. Now, obviously, the easy situation you can blame and say they going in for the bad. They're mad. But Joe Rogan took some shots at the dad. Dad is actually going to validate many of uh, the shots that were taken here. But this is what happens, man. You get successful, lonely at the top. Many times, if you ever throw your dad under the bus, your dad doesn't come out swinging because it might validate many of the things that you said about him, but uh, shout out to him. Let's go ahead and hear dad out. You lied about me. Your father. If you lied about your father, what do you, what you give you give up the world? I'm tired of it, Joe. I just had enough. If you can't talk to me face to face, you're a punk ass. That's all you are. You got all the money, everything, but you know what you don't have? You don't have no heart, uh -oh. and I'm going to tell you something else you don't have. What a... You ain't got two balls. Oh, my Lord, man. Over here. All right. Good Lord. My man said over here. You don't got two balls over here. All right. Good Lord. So dad is pissed off at Joe Rogan. So, you know, you know, a lot of people want to become successful and you don't realize that to become successful, you got to make great sacrifices. I don't know, man, but the dad seems to have been tossed to the side. Dad's side of the family tossed to the side. Um, and he's upset with Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan's going to get his back. Let's hear uh, who else going to step into this conversation. I don't want to talk to your father because you couldn't handle me. 81 years old, you couldn't handle this guy right here. Oh, my goodness. Over here. All right, goodness. You couldn't handle this over here. And when you said I beat up kids, I beat up other women, Joe Harrison was, when you farted in your house, they knew next door. How could I get away with that? My real father was crazy. He was like a psychotic person. He beat the fuck out of my mother. Like he would be the type of you own All right, so there it is right there. That's why the dad coming out swinging because Joe Rogan said, hey, dad, dad was abusive. Dad beat us up and dad beat up the mother. Now dad's coming out swinging. Be a big apology. Joe, you were taken away at a very young age. Uh oh. Okay. Unfortunately, you did not get to grow up with the man that we were fortunate enough to grow up with, All that right. my kids are fortunate enough to grow up with. Smacks women, uh -huh. beats the shit out of kids. When he went to college for, for acting, he had to take up drama. It beats the shit out of them. So I went from living around these Italian 
New Jersey psychopaths. Oh, my Lord. Jail, man. Stop being racist, man. Mm. Hey, listen, I love the Italian people, man. I went to Italian. And uh, if you ever heard uh, an Italian person say they not white, when you go to Italy, Italy, you understand. All right. They're a little bit different. All right. Uh, but let's hear what they're talking about here. Yeah. You said the Italians in North Jersey were psychotic. Uh-oh. A lot of these times. Joe, I'm 81 years old. I never met a psychotic Italian. <laughs> well, dad, you know what I mean? Now, listen, you never met one, but, you know. These crazy ass Italian psychopath Italians over here. You know what? We, we know one thing for sure. We know family. Oh, my gosh. Damn, Sicily, if you will. We're not caught up in the bullshit over there in Hollywood and all that, bro. We're down to real roots, okay? And this man is the real root, brother. You always revert back to your roots, Joe. What you doing, man? Man, somebody getting whacked out here. Somebody go get whacked over here. You know, you're just the roots over here. <laughs> Sit on the other side of the table, my man. No cameras, no nothing, bro. And not me. Don't worry, I won't be here. I'm sorry that all this happened to you. From the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. Because you will never know what you have missed out on in life. I love when I see the comments. They just want the money. They want the money bag. I have a box. Pandora's box. Uh-oh. And if I open it, Joe, things would get really ugly. But see, we don't roll that way. I, a psychopath from New Jersey, we don't roll that way. Oh, uh, man. Who took, dude, it's to, this is a tough one. This is a tough, whose side are y'all taking? Whose side are y'all taking? Because they do sound like they hating. They do sound like they hating on Joe. Look at this woman right here. Look at this. Oh, oh my goodness. She will cut your ass wide open. But she trying to say, we know stuff that you don't want be out over here all right if we open the box over here <laughs> she's like whose side are we taking man joe rogan seems to be getting attacked by the side of the family although then we also know dads do get the short end of the stick because once uh you know joe threw the, joe threw the information out there years ago they're responding to it now obviously they weren't responding when he was making you know he wasn't he wasn't that big back then when he was when he threw the shots so now he's making $200 million. Now they're like, hey, we need to defend ourselves. And they're like, it's not about the money. Do you think it's about the money? Man, you guys got to watch out. When you make it, man, I've been warning you of this. When you make it, it's lonely at the top. The first people that will come out against you are your family. Mm. Now, Joe did throw shots at him, but he was basically saying, hey, I was abused and my dad was a piece of shit, you know. We got a lot of problems with a lot of children being taken away from the fathers. Now, the father could have been, who knows? But your family would be the number one people that you have to worry about. Okay. And, and I include family being your children and also your, your spouses, your ex-spouses. I mean, those people will be the first people to try to bring you down. Okay, so watch out for that one. Let me get to the Super Chat cash apps and all of that jazz. Thank you for supporting today's show. All right, if you ever wanted to be successful, rich, famous, infamous, the people who you have to watch out for is fam, family. All right, where are we at? We're going to call you Andre the Giant is here. He says, if a man, if a man knows how to treat, wait, <laughs> If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how does he meet her? And he says, offline. And I sent you some mock-ups on locals to remodel your live layout. If no interest, no worries. Free agent lifestyle for life. You'll have to 
submit it again. All right, because I haven't caught up to the last two weeks. Dr. Thunder, take some money. Good to have you back. Dr. Thunder, good to see you again. And Larry Leisure, paying dues. Glad you're back, coach. I've been making all the right choices professionally, personally, and financially since New Year. And bringing the momentum into spring and all of 2023, I have you and the coach gang to thank placing orders for the free agent lifestyle book for my homie, free agent lifestyle for life. Cash app. Cash app. We got, oh, avid hiker in the building. Thank you for being here, brother. Mr. Galloway sends me a fake book post, which I can't click on right now. Shout out to Mr. Vegas 4K. Stop bring political. Welcome back, CGA. We got to stop bring political. David, we're going to call you David M. Thank you for your cash app. XL Pro Services is back. Salute, Coach Gang. And the Baby Mama Terrace Fund is on track. Shout out to Kirby. Welcome back. Missed all of the edutainment while you're gone. And some of y'all got married over the weekend. Shout out to my girl, Randy K., in here. Good morning, Mr. Adams. Good to see you back. We back in here, and that's a very generous super chat for a lady. All right, shout out to the ladies out here. That the, 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 We call them the 10 Toes Up gang. Shout out to the 10 Toes Up gang. Oh, also, we will have the 52-point inspection. I know some people applied before I left. 52-point inspection program is still going on. Be patient. I'll get to it. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? Welcome back to the States right now. I think we all can say that the 2023 award for dumbass of the year. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things. It's again. not the simple of the year, but goes to Ja Morant. Ja Morant, you have to learn that you can't take the hood with you everywhere. Ja Morant is going in as the dumbass of the year right now. Right now. And I wish more people will call him out. I'm sure they are calling him out. But, uh, you know, we went for the Michael B. Jordan Corny Award. And John Morant now is the dumbass of the year. He might be suspended indefinitely. Like he lost two games, but they might, you know, and I talked about it on the members live chat. You know, what's the big deal? Um, you know, if he's a firearm person, that's fine. Right. If he was in his house talking about this is my firearm collection, that's one thing. But to be flashing a firearm drunk off scissor in the middle of the season as you're about to win to what the Western Conference Championship is dumb, dumb. Dumbass. They on his neck. They should be on his neck. What a moron. What a moron. All right. Crazy, man. Just because he can make a couple baskets, you go do some stupid shit like that. Shout out to Casey says the prognosticator has returned. Shout out to the coach as a Gen Z. The info here is priceless. Shout out to the Gen Zers catching this info. Gen Z, I got a pickup line for you coming up later on in the show that you might be able to use, you know, because I know a lot of the other YouTubers out here, they're still holding on the cold approach. They're still holding on. Oh, guys, contact me, and we'll tell you how to cold approach these hoes, you know. Mm. We got a great pickup line for you, Gen Z, you're still holding on. <laughs> him got to prove him hood. All right, yeah, he, he him hood. Right there, uh, SAU says, welcome back, coach. Glad to see that no woman trapped you. In the old continent, free agent lifestyle for life. They tried to, but I wasn't in the right place. There was a Slovenian girl on my cruise, though. That could have got these paws. <laughs> All right, anyway. I was looking like, come to America, Maddie. <laughs> Newski says, CGA, where's your next vacation spot? I know this one. 
was fire. Potentially, I might be going into one of the traditional passport bro spots, but I cannot tell you which at this point. All right, but I'm not ready to make that flight yet. Woo. Maddie? All right, yeah, that was a girl from Slovenia that I was like, wow, hello. All right, anyway, <laughs> Mr. By the Mile, it happened, coach. Her and I broke up. He says, we'll be cool to talk to you someday. Five days later, she still hasn't removed her phone location. I don't know what that means, but gents, if you sleep around on a woman... <laughs> It's a matter of time. He says, I was honest and told her five years ago, what's your advice coach for now? I'm thankful I bought my home and have a great union career. At least I got money. What happened there? Wait a minute. I got money. Wait, so you were sleeping around on her. All right. I don't know. She hasn't removed her phone location. What does that mean? Anybody knows what she hasn't removed her phone location? What, what does that mean? Does that mean, oh, she hasn't turned her location settings off. Right. I don't know how I it's something that's not connecting there. All right. Uh, anyway, so she's oh, she you guys shared the locations. Oh, I see. OK. Yeah, man, that's to, that's going to happen for a long time. But believe me, trust and believe me, guys, when you break up with a woman, she is spying on your ass. She is spying on your ass. So just know, man, women don't do nothing but spy on your ass. So be careful with that. Be careful with that. Mr. Bond is in the building. He says, thank you. He says, for telling nothing but the truth. And we tell you the truth here, not as a means to put any particular group of people down. We tell you how to prepare yourself. Yeah, let me do this one. Two more. Sizzle says, we bike. He says, CGA in the hot seat. He says, yo, coach, Creed 3 was actually dope. It was like watching a hood anime, LOL, and on the topic. Not my girl, coach. Not your girl. You guys can, you guys can trust Trust your wives. Last one. Last one. And then I got to get back to the show. Who we got here? Somebody said, block that beach. So what do y'all trade? I know a lot of Gen Z people trade. Uh, what is it called? It's called, Um, there was an app that I used to use with my kids. Uh, but it got to, but there's an app. I know people trade their locations, like even with your friends. Your friends know when you're at school. Um, so Gen Z shares locations like crazy. And I believe the young millennials do this. But um, some of you guys will, some of you guys, I don't know, that generation shares like even on Snapchat, Life360, thank you. Life360 and Snapchat. So Snapchat, you can make your location available. Like you're not even knowing, but uh, your location is being shared to everybody that follows you. And people do this. Young Gen Z people do this. They're like, oh, I'm at the mall. I see there's people at the mall. And then they go find them. And they're like, oh, you were at the mall. Like, I would never do no shit like that. Never. But your friends, even your best friends know, oh, you're at school or you're on your way. They'll look at the phone and track each other in case some shit happens. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Or you get somewhere and you drop the link. All right. You send the link to the location to somebody on the man. What the fuck? What is wrong with y'all? I cannot tell you what is wrong with you people. That is weird. Somebody said, that is weird to me. I would never do no shit like that. There is no way. I ain't dropping a link. So when, you, you know what happens. I meet with the junior college girl. As soon as she come, you know, we meet. And then I say, have you shared your location? She was like, oh, I know. Yes, let me share my location with my boyfriend, with my lover, with my, like, 
Man, please. What is wrong with you people? Dropping pins and shit. Oh, my good Lord. Yeah, the girls want to drop the link and then have everybody run up in my spot. No, no, no. There ain't no sharing, no links and all of that shit. What's wrong with you young people? <laughs> Y'all sharing each other. We're in a relationship. Share locations. Oh, no. But anyway. Kaylin says, I've seen four episodes of season two of Sex Over Life, and there's a lot to unpack. Let's just say that the women on the show are nowhere near angels, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Speaking of nowhere near angels, we do have a woman out here saying, a Florida woman, if you will, uh, without, without, listen, it's Florida. Florida woman says, we should have a sugar daddy, sugar mama appreciation day and she says this at a local board meeting. We're not going to listen to her, but uh, as you can see, she looks very Florida and very sugar mama, if you will. But she says the Florida woman says that sugar daddies help support the local economy. And as I tell you, you know what I mean? Some people get those textbooks. <laughs> some girls, some girls get their textbooks paid for and they do support the local economy. Now, this girl looks like an absolute clown, but let's hear her out. A woman in Florida went to a local board meeting to advocate for a new Sugar Daddy, Sugar Mama Appreciation Day. The woman who identified herself as Ashley Cream. My goodness. Wait, Ashley Cream. Hold up. Oh, the humanity. Ashley Cream Pie said at the Boca Raton, Florida, planning and zoning board meeting on Thursday that the Florida, that Florida has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the United States. Miami, Palm Beach, and Boca lies the most concentrated populace of these age benefactors, the woman said, with an elderly man standing behind her. My goodness. Oh, the humanity. Where are we going? We're gone, man. It's gone. Let us celebrate these generous, these giving generous Samaritans as I stand before you requesting that you do carry a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th to honor those who have given us so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It kind of looks like a black woman under there now. All right. My goodness. She with her zaddy, too. Is that a black woman? I can't tell. She said that sugar daddies and, yes, even sugar mamas are responsible for college educations. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> right. And also cars, homes, vans, jets, and the occasional body enhancement. The woman said that sugar daddies help support our local economy. Well, I will tell you that she's not wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of these people, I mean, if it wasn't for the sugar daddies of the world, what would these young girls do? A lot of these rents have been getting paid. Your rents do, motherfucker. But uh, it's finally coming out. When informed by the Planning Zone Board Chair Arnold Seville that her concerns with a city council issue was a city council issue, the woman responded, I really just want to address this issue here today because I think it is a very important issue. Oh, my goodness. And she rolled her sugar daddy in. Oh, my goodness. Send the asteroid, man. What are we doing? Somebody said it should have been on March 4th, 304, if you will. Yeah, March 4th would have been the most appropriate day. Yeah, that would have been uh, day 304. But look at what's going on here. He, <laughs> hey, listen, you know, as it's, it's weird as it sounds, 
as weird as it sounds, she's right. You know what I mean? These guys are supporting the economy. And if you will, this is a prime example going on to the next story right here. Uh, he's supporting the economy as well. Wall Street sugar daddy who fell for a Manhattan stripper sues to get his Gucci scarf back and $125,000 he loaned her when C-19 shut down her club. Oh, boy. Not the Gucci scarf. The Gucci scarf. All right. We won't get too far into it, but John Leahy is suing Aline Luz Dunga. What? And her mother for $125,000 in a Gucci scarf he lent them over three years ago. You fool. You fool. You don't lend women money. You give it to them. All right. There is no such thing as lending them money. They never look at it as a loan. You can say it's a loan and it's not a loan. He claims in a suit that he believed he was in a serious relationship with Dunga and he helped her mother uh, pay for cancer treatments and her state taxes. Oh, Jesus. We got some dumbasses out here. Eventually, Leahy uh, says he wised up and asked or wait and ask or I think it says means for and asked for his money to be returned, at which point they stopped responding to him. Well, what do you think, man? They got their money. What? Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> they ain't gonna respond to your punk ass now. All right. And she's a stripper, guys. Don't fall in love with a stripper. He says he lent them hundreds of thousands of dollars in the Gucci scarf. Why the Gucci scarf, though? <laughs> All right. He's suing in the Manhattan court, alleging that they never paid him back the money he lent. He claims that uh, uh, he first met her at her job as an exotic dancer and thought they were in a serious relationship. <laughs> Oh, man, there's some dumbasses out here. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. All right, this guy's running high, high for honorable mention of simp of the year. He's even putting himself out there. Oh, my goodness. Got the stripper heels on. Ay, ay, ay. All right, so it was a two-year relationship between the years of 2019 and 2021. Dunga made false representation that she and Leahy were in a legitimate relationship to induce him to make payments to her creditors for her maintenance. Well, listen, well, listen, listen, this is a bad way to do it. Listen, I know we joke about sugar daddies and sugar mamas. It is the new economy. And even now we're going to have a day 304 for sugar daddies who help the economy. But this is foolish. Like, this is dumb. You don't fall in love with strippers. You don't fall in love with sugar babies or any of this shit. Okay. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. This is crazy. All right, but he got what he got. Speaking of, we got another dumbass out here. Uh, a guy in the United Kingdom, I believe. I think he's in the UK. A 31-year-old father of six. 31-year-old father of six was deleted. Uh-oh, we already got the deletion now. After two women used the date grape drug GHB in an attempt to rob him. Let's set the scene. The two women. Uh, I think we do have photos of them. Oh, we do. Uh, oh, my. Oh, gosh. Look, okay. All right. Well, uh, oh, there you go. Right there. Like, oh, the humanity. I mean, Master Splinter at best. All right. Where's Master Splinter when we need him? Boy, women without makeup, ladies, what would y'all do without makeup? Like, what would y'all do without makeup and hairstyle? Listen, it's a hard thing to think about, but Lord, Master Splinter, if you will. So that's one of the women, and she a pog. 
Look at that. She got three chins. All right, let's go to the next one. Oh, Jesus. That's the other woman, y'all. That's the other one. What are we doing? <laughs> okay, there's video evidence here. We're going to read the story. Oh, they skedaddling too. They out. They out. Four people hatched a plan to drug and rob a man has been jailed part of their murder. So let's read the story here. Two women aged 36 and 21 seduced and drugged Murray after he posed on Instagram with Rolex watches before calling two men to delete him. They've been jailed. Uh, there's a guy was initially contacted. Um, who's the guy? Who's the person here? One woman, the older woman, initially contacted Mr. Murray via Instagram. Continuing the conversation on WhatsApp. These are all red flags, by the way. All right, man. I don't I don't mess with women off Instagram. I mean, I used to, but not not now. All right. But uh, anyway, continuing the conversation on WhatsApp before agreeing to meet up with him at his flat during the day before his death. With uh, another woman, the other woman, the pair then engaged in sexual activity, then drugged Mr. Murray. So at least he got a bust his nut. He came in the way he he left the way he came in. Okay. According to some documents, the drugs failed to knock him out. And uh, one of the two women, uh, uh, I guess they when they arrived, all right, somebody, oh, a ninja arrived. A fight most likely broke out, and the two men ultimately deleted him. His body was discovered with stab wounds on February 27, 2022. So this is very recent. Police were then able to identify the killer by a high-end limited edition designer puffy coat he was wearing. The $1,300 or 1,300-pound puffy coat was one of only just 69 sold in the U.K., allowing the police to trace the item delivered to one of the person's partners. The gang was also seen on CCTV leaving the property, and one of the women was carrying a large knife as he left the building, all right, or the guy. Police also used vehicle telematics, telematics from the Mercedes hired by the gang placing the car at the scene of the crime and at his house or the assailant's house. It was also revealed in the court that the Rolex watches were in fact fake and that there were no expensive items in his flat. So he was flossing. There you go right there. So, oh man, what a mess. You lost your life over fake ass Rolexes. Jesus. So now you got fake Rolexes. Women targeted you for a fake Rolex. They, they left with nothing. Essentially what happened was while they targeted him after seeing pictures of him wearing a Rolex watch on social media. There they are. And the women started messaging him and setting him up for a double, a double, meaning two women. I'm not trying to set no two women up like this. You know what I mean? Like, especially strange women. And of course, they found his body deleted. There's one of the people there that stabbed him up. Hey, you guys got to know that these women around here, all women, all women, ladies, listen to this. I want you to listen to this. All women have dudes that they hang around with that are nefarious characters. They, they're no good guys, like they thugs. All women, every single one, have thug ninjas around, especially if you're messing with girls on Seeking and, and Instagram and Facebook. All of them have thug ninjas. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to be dealing with the woman alone, and she's going to be like, I'm just a nice woman. 
Well, eventually she's going to revert back like John ja Morant. She's going to do a whole John ja Morant and revert back to thugging when she's lonely or when she needs to smoke some weed or she needs somebody to steal something for her. She's going to go back to her thug. And then what happens is she's going to get loose lipped and she's going to start leaking info about you. You're the sugar daddy or you're the guy she's hooking up with. You're, you're, and then you're or you're the good guy that she's dating. And what's going to happen is she's going to get loose lips. She's going to get high and she's going to like, oh, I date a guy. He got Rolexes. He got this and that. You're going to she's going to start running her lip. And then the thug dude's going to be like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, he got what? You seen this? He got what? He's got this extra cash. And she the thug dude is going to be like, hey, drive me to his house. So this is what happens. They're always going to get loose lip talking around their thug ninjas. And all of them have them. All. When I say all women, I mean all women. And it don't mean a black thug. Any Because thug all of a sudden attaches to ninjas for some reason. And that's not fair. Thugs come in all races and size and classes. Thug, chads, thug, meth out pookies, thug, ray. ray they all got them. And if you're flexing in front of a, 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 a woman, they're going to look at you as a target when they start talking to their thugs. All of them have them. So be careful out here dealing with them in that manner. All right. Did I have another thing? Let me see if that's the next subject matter. Yes. Let's do the super chats. Let's do the super chats. We got a dude that is about to get his girl stolen in, from, in front of him at the club. The club. We be clubbing. Okay, we got the, the king of country says, welcome back, CGA. You were missed. Darts is back in here with the super chats. Yes, Carlo, Carlo, he gets a uh, co-sponsorship. Thank you, man, says, welcome back. Gunslinger says, coach, the Chris Rock special on Netflix was full of crimson capsules. Besides the roasting of Simp Smith and his wife, as the as always, the old line of protecting your meat, gentlemen. So I did catch the Chris Rock. Shout out to Chris Rock. Um, I don't know. At one time or another, he did follow me on the gram. And, uh, you know, one of these days we'll meet up. All right. I appreciated his comments. All right. Big Black is in the building. Pause. Big Black Bubba. I'm red, Shout out to you. He says, Coach Gang, and we in here for life. <laughs> Sheldon Ross, I think Joe was taken away as a kid and poisoned against the dad. He's a mama's boy, and that's why he ran to go marry a single mom. I didn't know that about Joe Rogan. But, uh, yeah, as a, as a guy who's been putting up with parental alienation, all right, parental alienation, it is very much I can see where the father is a little upset at Joe um, if, indeed, they're using the fact that the father was abusive. That's always the trope. We don't know. I, I just don't know what his relationship with his father. So, yes, uh, if it is, in fact, that he was raised by a single mother, the mother mothers are vindictive. Mothers are super vindictive. In fact, if you were if you've been raised by a single mother, uh, this isn't often talked about uh, because women are powerful with their manipulation. But as in fact, if you've been raised by a single mother, there's a 90 percent chance you've been alienated against your father. Ninety percent. Meaning you've been told false narratives about your father. I mean, completely false. You've been poisoned. 
Now, you don't know it as parental alienation because we don't call it parental alienation. The mother could just be on that. Your father ain't shit. And she's on some bitter and hurt shit. And women rarely ever recover from these relationships. So they will poison the child. They will poison the child uh, and say the daddy side of the family is this. And um, your dad was an ish. And they will tell half truths lies by omissions and so forth and so on and we let them get away with this now i don't let women get away with this because um uh what people have to understand is i am the only one of the only persons in the world willing to treat women equally and what i've learned is women do not like equal treatment meaning i will call you out on your bullshit like i will call men out on their bullshit but uh women mothers get away with this 90 percent of the time they alienate they like they'll say things like you'll have to fight me You'll have to fight me in order to see your father, right? I don't know if you know, like, if you said some shit like that to your child about the child's mother, like, you literally, you could have CPS run up in your spot. Like, the kids will be taken away from you. Nobody would ever let you, why? You can't be talking about your baby mama like that. That literally would be one of the biggest violations a parent can do against another parent. However, mothers do this all the time. And they do it without repercussions, like nothing happens to them. And people aid and abet them, meaning that people will hear their story. They'll hear one side of the story and they'll aid in the taking away of your children. They'll sponsor them. Uh, the people will pay legal fees and they'll prop them up and give them jobs. And that mother is alienating the child against the father and people will support it. Now, this community, thanks to me has been calling this bullshit out. And people hate it. People hate the shit. People hate it. They'll call him a deadbeat, an abuser, and this and that. They'll set it all up. You'll have everybody, CPS. You'll have the child support. You'll have uh, counselors, everybody, educators, teachers, principals, uh, bosses. You'll have everybody, the court, the court clerk. They'll all be pushing for this shit. It's crazy. But, you know, it is what we have to deal with. This is what I fight against. It's what I fight against. Shout out to Blue Baggins. We need you in these YouTube streets. He says, Q, the welcome back, Carter. Welcome back, Carter song. Welcome back. Shout out to DGC. More blessings, CGA. Your message resonates powerfully. It is the men who need to adjust and change. Men need to embrace, embrace masculinity, discipline, and live in uh, intentional Intentional life, live an intentional life. Yes, man, I think the men, the men are the problem today. Men are the problem. As much as information we have out here about dating and relationships and what women bring to the table, any man going in here like, oh, you guys are just bitter and hurt. Any man doing that, you're the problem. I mean, listen, I took an entire history course over the last couple of weeks on masculinity and the Roman Empire and all of this shit. You know, I love that shit. I'm like, empire. Conquer Mussolini. I'm like, I love that shit. I live for this shit because I live for men being men. You know what I mean? Cutthroat. <laughs> I live for kicking down doors. I live for that shit. I live for being just, you know, just toxic as hell. I love it. But dudes are out here weak as a mother sucker, spineless as jelly back as weak ass men. Yeah, Napoleon, I'm, I live for some shit like that. Now, don't mean I'm going to be the one cutting the throat, but I will get somebody to do it for me. I live for this shit. Yeah, sweep the leg. You ninjas out here are some pandering, 
weak ass, shriveled up. Yeah, kicking the dough, waving the foe. F- I'm on that shit. I love that. These weak ass dudes pandering to women. Oh. You weak, man. I just can't understand it. I just don't get it. I'm like, dude, this was never men. Men were never on this shit. <laughs> right? Yellow belly, spineless, jelly back ass women. Now, you don't have to just be an old, out, just toxic ass barbarian. You know what I mean? But Jesus, American men, Western men are weak. When I say weak, I mean this kindly. You guys are some uh, untrustworthy, code switching. Anyway, <laughs> soldier for God, he says, just found out that my baby mama Terrace got married to her third baby daddy. I got eight years on child support. Should I wait till child support runs out to become a passport, bro? Glad you're back. Uh, should you wait until child support? Well, I don't know. It's about what you can afford because uh, becoming a passport, bro, can be quite expensive, even though they can tell you to travel on the budget. It gets quite expensive. And as long as you keep up with your child support payments, you can keep your passport. But if you get behind on your child support payments, your passport will be suspended. Okay. And uh, that is a... <clears throat> Your baby mama lives for trying to get your license and passport suspended, right? So they love to do that shit. In fact, child support is nothing but an extortion attempt uh, to get you to have her have these controlling mechanisms on you. And they live for that shit. Yeah, and actually have, have it as a business expense, not a personal. I, I traveled for work and I had a sugar mama sponsoring it. So I didn't use any personal expenses to go on my trip. All right, what are we doing here? MC Hanster, he says, we love our trash lease in Florida, not my state coach. Yes, trash lease out here. That's a great name. Trash lease. There's a lot of trash lease in Florida. Last two, Teron, Taron McAdams, Co- uh, Chris Rock, definitely been at the junior college, and he tried to lighten it up. Chris Rock, shout out to you. He was like, I like women my age. I like women my age. And then he said 10 to 15 years younger. Hold up. Stop, Chris. What you meant to say is 20 to 25 years. Hello. <laughs> but he tried to clean it up. Yeah, I like women. You know what I mean? I like younger women, 10 to 15 years. Okay, let me do the math. Chris Rock is about what, 48? Then he said 10 years. So that would mean 38. Bullshit. In five years, 15 years would be 33. That's some bullshit. Hey, Chris, I, I know you did, you know, you keep it real, but you wanted to say 20 to 25 years. Hello. How old is Chris Rock? 57? He's that old? All right, man. Black don't crack. You're talking about 10 to 15 years. So you're talking about 40-year-olds? No, no. Hell no. How old is he? There's no way in hell that that's a younger woman. He meant to say 20 to 25. And 20 to 25 is right in my damn comfort zone. All right, Schedule P coach is an above-average individual. I'm pretty sure coach deserves an extremely Hot Kaylee. I do. I do. I deserve one. And she deserves an extremely insanely rich guy. Let's get back to the show. All right. Watch this dude. What do people still go to nightclubs? What the fuck is going on at a nightclub? Like if you're over 35 at a nightclub, like what are you doing, bro? But uh, I remember going to the club. We be clubbing. 
And so apparently there's a guy here. I'm going to have to turn down the volume on this one. So uh, as we do it, we will narrate. And we're going to give you the best pickup line ever just for you guys that run game. Never lay it, never let, uh, never believe that I won't give you the best pickup line ever. Well, uh, what we're going to do here, we're going to um, give you this. Apparently, apparently somebody's recording this. Uh, you know, when you go to the club, you bring your girl and you go to the bathroom and the ninja come up and then he cock block your whole shit. Well, this is what's happening here. As you can see, Thuggo, Thuggo has all been in the girl's ear and he's grinding her on the dance floor. And there's her boyfriend right there. So that's what you're seeing. They're zooming in on him. And looks like he comes back from the bathroom. And uh, he's no longer mate guarding. And he sees this girl getting grinded on. And he's like, hey, baby. And he's not holding masculine frame. He's kind of like, what is going on here? Now, it looks like he was on some friend zone shit. Right? This is what it looks like. But now she's got her hair sweated back. And they're dancing, and he's kind of singing the song. He, I don't know what he's doing, man. He's trying to hold masculine frame. And this dude right here, this dude right here basically like, I just got your bitch. All right, yeah. Basically, he said, I just took your bitch. Your bitch. Your bitch. And he brought this piece of trash to the club. So here he is. I got your bitch, and they're singing to each other. I can't play can't play the song because it's, it's copyrighted. And um, as you can see now, they go to the next clip. There he is right now. Uh, we're gonna call him. We're gonna call him Fernando. Yeah, big joker, little puppet. Little puppet now has the girl cordoned off. He's actually keep he's actually keeping him, the other guy, away from his girl. So he got his bitch. He bend in her ear, he putting game in her ear. And there's the dude off to the side right here. And he's watching this. And he's like, damn, this messed up. And so he's trying to figure out what do I do here? You know, like what do I do here? Do I hold masculine frame? Do I get beat up in the club for this bitch? You know? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. And uh, he's getting the number. And let's see what we got here. There's the girl. And she realized she acted. She had just a skeezer, right? Is anybody Wait. else? Oh, the humanity. Wrong one. In these streets. She realizes. Damn, look at this. All for this, you know, busted face girl. Okay. She realized she'd been caught. And uh, he's getting the, I don't know if he's paying the bill. Oh, look, he's trying to put his hand on her back. So let's go ahead and roll the whole clip. As you see, man, he got his bitch taken. And he obviously was on some friend zone shit. She's using the shit out of him, man. She's using the shit out of him. Man. But somebody said in the comment section, this guy will have a podcast next week. We've all been there. We've all been there. Most of us weren't Little Puppet and Big Joker and all of these shit. We weren't this guy. We weren't Pookie and Ray Ray. Uh, in, in about 15 years, 20 years, he's going to be like, ah, yeah, look at me now, bitch. You know what I mean? Uh, he's going to be on some Michael B. Jordan shit, right? Gotcha, bitch. And she's going to be saying, oh, you're 40, I'm 40. We make a fantastic power couple. And all of these things. She'd be saying, that's you. Let's get married. And that's you. All right. But uh, as you can see, many men have, this is how you beget. This is how many of you got red pill. Unfortunately. You know, people want to make fun of it, but this is how many men got red pill. You know, and he's like, damn, what should I do? He want to beat her up. And look at this skank in the back. She can get folded up. All right. But um, here we go right here. He's trying to go in there. And she's like, ah, you know what I mean? Thank you for the drinks. And thank you for the ride and all of that stuff. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, she in the wrong. And she don't care. And look, he's trying to claim the territory again. Mm. Yep. This dude going to be a gump. What's going to happen is he's going to she's going to get knocked up by this dude. And then he's going to ditch her. And then she's going to bring the baby back to him. Oh, I never meant no harm. He finally took the pro. Yeah, it's too late. Holy moly. 
Shout out to these young dudes that are going through it, man. This is what we're talking about. You young dudes are out here. I get. I guarantee you that guy has been in the comment section of certain Red Pill channels talking about game is what matters. That guy right there has been talking about it's all about game. <laughs> and he got his bitch taken by that dude. And we already know what that dude's going to do. He's going to turn her ass inside out and ditch her. So speaking of game, we got right now the best pickup. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Y'all ready for this? All right, here we go. I got something for y'all. Hey, look at this. Because I'm all about game. Listen, I know I tell you I'm not about game. But guys, if you want to learn from the best, the best people to learn from are men who are straightforward. And we should be hitting the like button at this particular point. We should be hitting the like button. This is the best edutainment here on YouTube. This is the best edutainment on YouTube. You're not getting it here. By the way, I'm going to give you the best way to approach a woman. No, not with the money. We're not going to lead with our wallet. Now, the best people to learn from are the people who have to do it this way, right? Offline. No online bullshit. We're going to give it to you right now. Now, I don't say this is the best way everybody should do it. So be careful. But I'm going to give it to you right now. Here it is right here. Here it is right here. The best way to approach, according to your best pickup artist, let's hear it. Oh, wait a minute. Let's not hear it yet. We're going to give it to y'all. We're going to give it to you raw. The best pickup line ever. Let's hear it. Hear it. I like booty. When I see one, and he looks good to me, when I go see him, I say, you come here. I say, I'm telling you what. Uh, I like you, and I want you. And uh, uh, we can do it the easy way out of the hallway. So the choice is yours, right? And it was always yes. Well, listen, I tell you, it was always yes. The dude, he's never lost. Always yes. You know, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not mode one or anything, but you can do this the easy way or the hard way. And it's always yes, you know. Listen, I won't tell everybody to do. Not everybody can do that. You know, not everybody has that in them. Not everybody has that masculine frame. You know, but apparently, uh, you know, the uh, the football player uh, Mahomes is Jackson Mahomes is out here doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like totally like just taking it barbarian style. He was like, you know, <laughs> be careful out here. You know, listen, sometimes you got to watch yourself. I like booty. When I see one, and he looks good to me, when I go see him, I say, you come here. I say, I'm telling you what, uh, I like you, and I want you. And uh, uh, we can do it the easy way out of the hallway. So the choice is yours, right? And it was always yes. Oh, man, this dude never lost. This dude right here, he like, I always won. He was like, you can't win. It's a win every time. Lord have mercy. Hey, dating coaches, you don't sound much different than that. This is kind of what you're doing. Shout out to Jackson Mahomes. We're going to take a look at him. Apparently, 
we're going to look at him. Do you think he was out here stealing? Let me see if I can find the video. Do you think he was out here assaulting Gwemin? Gwemin? Let's see if we can do it. This says graphic content. Uh, we're going to see uh, here on TMZ. We're going to share the share the picture. Apparently, Jackson Mahomes is running this type of game. There he is. It seems to be, I don't know where they are with this camera. It doesn't look like a nightclub. I can't really tell. What is this? This is a restaurant and a lounge. Apparently, some people were intoxicated. I'm actually surprised he was with a woman. I'm actually surprised he was with a woman. I mean, he gives a little bit of reading rainbow off to me. But sometimes my radar can be off a little bit. I thought he would do this to a man. I mean, that's just me. Hey, what is that's neither here nor there. But anyway, let's get to the... Who thought he would... Who thought he would be with a man? I mean, who thought he would do this to women? Maybe he is. All right, hold on for a second. All right, so here it is right here. This is allegedly Jackson Mahomes. Do you think this is an assault? Ladies, chime in. Uh, fair use. This is him right there. Boy, that's like the prisoner game right there. Now, we don't know the context. It is out of context. So, man, he's choking her and whatnot. Listen. Uh, she seems to be smiling, but never assume that smile is consent. She seems to be laughing at him. Although women are nasty, right? Dude, they love to get choked and manhandled. It's in their nature. Uh, she seems to not be rebuking, but, uh, you know, at any point she can. There he is again. He's going in for the choke in the. She did push him away. She did push him away. And uh, she's scantily clad. I see here. Nice, nice little outfit she has on there. Do you think this is an assault? This could be an assault. Like our previous game guy. You know, would you listen to a dating coach tell you to do this or or what? I mean, this to me, to me, if this is a strange woman, I wouldn't do it. But of course, if we've already been there, you know, it's we just don't know the context. If they've already had sex, if you already manhandled her, it, it could be it could be a situation where it's taken out of context. And again, she's in public. Uh, she is fighting. You know what I mean? She is fighting him. She does not seem to be approving of it meaning going with it but of course because she's in public she has to act like i don't go for stuff like that now the other thing is the other thing is um she's not leaving the situation right she didn't storm off she didn't yell and scream um you know that's what you would assume somebody who didn't want it would do but again women will tell you that they do get paralyzed with fear they do not immediately flee the scene they will stay around and get abused several times they will stay around and get assaulted many times, right? And they'll be like, he assaulted me five times. And you're like, wait a minute, over five days. And you're like, what the hell? Why didn't you leave? Well, I didn't really know what to do. I was just paranoid. I didn't. So what do you guys think, man? Do you think this is an assault? This is the second half of the video. So here it is again. Oh, what is wrong with it? Listen, I don't approve of this type of thing in public. In private, though. In private with consent, I'm with it. I'm with the shit. All right, <laughs> with the shits, as they say, the young people say. Is this an assault? This is going to be characterized as some sort of sexual assault. Man, I don't, I don't think she wants to be there. But she is smiling. But remember, I just want to tell you, um, never assume a smile is consent. Never assume laughter is consent. All right. She can say, and, and again, he is somewhat famous or connected to someone very famous. So that gives her an incentive to stick around. 
right? If that was you or I, she could be like, well, you guys are nobody. She could store them off and be like, that guy did this. Well, he's somewhat famous in a VIP area. Let's read real quick. And so that gives her the incentive to stick around at least. And uh, he has it is in a crosshair of a criminal investigation for an alleged sexual assault. And the sexual assault, though, that seems kind of heavy. Looks like he was just trying to, you know what I mean, seal the deal. Sexual assault? Oh, boy, I tell you, it is what it is. We live in a new world. We definitely live in a new world. New, 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 new world order. If this was the 1990s, if this was the 1990s, that would be a normal interaction, maybe, for many people. According to the Kansas City Star, police are now looking into claims made by a restaurant owner in the area, as well as one of the waiters who allegedly, who are alleging that Jackson both sexually assaulted and physically assaulted them last weekend. Oh, it's a waitress. Yeah, I don't know about that. The owner, 40-year-old Aspen Vaughn, provided Kansas City Star and the cops with surveillance footage saying that she was captured last Saturday when this, wait, okay, which, who, who, who was the person? When this alleged sexual assault happened in the clip, you can see a man whom she says is Jackson wrap her up in his arms and forcibly kiss her. Okay, so she's 40-year-old. She's the restaurant owner. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I mean, so it doesn't seem like she was consenting. So this is the allegedly the restaurant owner that he does this to. Twice his age almost. It doesn't just happen once, by the way. You can see the man try to go in twice. Vaughn says she believes Jackson was intoxicated. But nevertheless, nonetheless, his advances were unwelcome which he says she made clear to him in the moment. Okay, can you guys see that? See, this is what, this is the sad part about this, man. This is what people really don't understand about human dynamics. So she didn't know him. He obviously was in a higher status position, celebrity, if you will. He does this to her. She doesn't even leave. She sticks around. Then she later on uses this as evidence to say, see, I was assaulted, which I can see why she would say that. But look at the behavior here. This is this is uh this is this is this is hard to deceive. He's intoxicated. She knows it. He assaults her. She sticks around. What the fuck is going on here? Like run off and call the cops. Like what are we doing? You gonna stick around? And she look like she's near him. She doesn't even walk away. Like she doesn't step away. She doesn't huff and puff. Like, this is where I say, man, this is getting, this is too much. I mean, I see it the first time. Look, she's smiling. So, so who thinks this is a setup? What is going on here? Both of these people are low lives. Look, she's still right. She, she's approaching him. She didn't leave after the second time. Oh my gosh. This is, look, man, look, look, she's still sticking around. And not only that, she knows the camera is there. She's staying within the camp, and then she follows him. What the? F oh, my Lord. All right, man, I'm glad she provided this evidence. Says right here, earlier the same night, one of Vaughn's waitstaff claims Jackson shoved him out of the private room. It was a private room that he was dining in with his entourage this after the waiter smelled weed and tried to get him to stop. The waiter alleged, alleges that Jackson and his crew shoved the guy out and then told him to scram. I love it. 
Apparently, Jackson frequents this place a lot and knows the owner's stepdaughter. At least that's what she's saying. But in this case, she claims he crossed the line. I don't know about this. Vaughn says she and her hubby kicked Jackson and his friends out after the alleged forcible kiss and that cops were called shortly thereafter. As far as we know, Jackson hasn't been arrested yet, but his attorneys have spoken out and defended his client saying that he was innocent. He said there was no wrongdoing. Our investigation has revealed substantial evidence refuting the claims of Jackson's accusers, including a statement of several witnesses. All right, I think this shit is a setup. I smell a setup. I smell a rat. She called the cops. Um, let's take a look. Now that we know she's the owner and there's a previous relationship and he frequents, let's look at the footage again. Let's look at it again. Do you think potentially she was aware of the camera angle? I'm, uh, I'm going to conspiracy theory here. Not only that, this was after he pushed the other waiter. So there was already an incident. So what is she doing here? You know what I mean? She's sticking around. This is after the alleged pushing, shoving incident. This is a private room. She's standing in the camera view. She knows he's intoxicated, knows he smells like weed. And here she is. This looked like some, she knew this shit was going to happen. Uh, and he's not defending the guy. The guy's probably a piece of shit. He probably does this a lot. And there she is. They're walking towards him. What are we doing? Now she's going to say he blocked the room. But there she goes again. She's standing in the camera view. She's not moving. She's trying to get him to come back in the private area. And there she is smiling again. Oh, I don't know about this. There she is there. Oh, this is kind of, this reeks of some. I can't defend either of these people. Yeah. She knew my, my opinion, my opinion, my early opinion, she knew. All right, let's get over to these cash apps and all of these. Thank you for the contributions. Let's get over to Venmo. They need some love. Looks like his office. It does look like her office. Hey, come in here, Patrick. Or what's his name? Not Patrick. I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes. Jackson. All right, what do we got here? Shout out to, we're going to call you Nick Black. He says for the ham and egg fund. All right, Kevin. Uh, Samuels is here, not Samuels. <laughs> Sullivan, paying tuition. Thank you, brother, over there on Vimo. We do have people over on Cash App. And it is, Craig says, did you see John Morant fumble his bag? And welcome back, I did. Sad to see a brother like John Morant do that. And what is this fascination about being a thug? Embracing thug, cat, uh, thug activity. Hold on for a second. My Cash App is frozen. Allegedly. Oh, we got Allen double A says coach gang back in the building. We back. We got uh Simba says, Did you see the Raptors at simping for women's her story month? Mm. Women's her story. When are they talking about women's her story? I'm done with this. I, I didn't see the ad. Women's her story. That sounds sounds like a Hershey, Hershey, Hershey bar, Hershey bar. Like Hershey has the Hershey bar where it says her, like it's spelled Hershey, but they have it in different colors where her and she 
are emboldened or in a different color. So it looks like it says Hershey for Women's History Month. Women's Her Story Month. Do women do like ladies? We're going to call you Doug says, trying not to get caught in someone's warm embrace. Shout out to you, brothers in here. <laughs> my warm embrace. Indeed. Shout out to Daniel says, the streets needed that CGA product. He says, was out here scratching our necks, talking about I'm hurt. And he also says, Coach, will you put the third book on Audible? Oh, yeah, I will have to. But I'm going to figure out if I'm going to be do the, doing the reading. All right, Audible is a tough, tough reading for reading for books is very tough. Tehran, we're gonna call you. Is it Tehran or Taryn? He says Chris is fifty eight. Yeah, his math is definitely off. Yeah, shout out to Chris Rock. He was like, yeah, I'm at the junior college with some ten to fifteen year old age difference. That don't even add up. You still messing with forty year old women? Like that's not younger women. Vino says, talk about the 13-year-old great by a 31-year-old female who got pregnant and faces no jail time. That's actually coming up next, and she'll probably get child support in the future, too. You know what I learned? What I learned when you go to Europe, you will learn that America is one of the most divided countries in the world. We're divided and chopped up into pieces on just about every issue. And uh, if you know uh, anything about uh, many people, even during the Roman time, they will tell you bread and circuses. The way you get people um, to be entertained is to distract them, constantly dividing yourselves up on issues. And it is a trap. It's a trap that I warned you about in the free agent lifestyle book, not to dice yourself up into these identity groups, because all you're doing is complaining about some shit that really don't matter. Most of the time, you don't want the other person's side uh, you say, oh, these people have the advantage. And then you go over there. You don't really want their lives. You don't want their lives. The fat people got it better than the skinny people. The skinny people think the fat people got it better. I mean, that's just an example. The black people think the white people got it better. White people think, as Chris Rock said, the country is falling apart and everybody's taking over. Uh, you know, uh, men got it better than women. That's what women think. And then women are, uh, men are going, women have the advantage and they're taking the shit away. It's actually getting out of hand. This identity politics is by on purpose. Then, then you go down the pike with the rainbow community, mental health people who are uh, psychopaths. Like they're admitting to be psycho. All right, I need help out here. <laughs> like, holy shit. But they supposed to be able to work and have custody of kids. I'm like, you really saying that you're unable to manage life. I'm like, these people are crazy, but this divide and conquer it's how they get you distracted fighting each other, Republicans and Democrats, if you will. It's, you know, our political, our political issues have been heightened where even the morons feel they can speak on it. And you have no clue of what you're talking about. Yes, man, there's too much division and who we really and this is intentionally because if we weren't dividing amongst each other, we would actually be able to call out the so-called leaders for doing what they do. But no. Um, and every story has a twist. Everybody takes the side of the other person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just find it reprehensible. It's crazy. Somebody said Chris actually said 25-year-old. So shout out to him. Yes. 
So Teron, shout out to you. He says, yes, that's this. Uh, that's correct. I'm going to talk about that woman. Tyree says, welcome back, coach. I just found a story you might like to do on a future show. TLDR. He said, there's an app called Red uh, Replica by a woman who wants to recreate her recent deceased boyfriend's personality using AI. I heard this story. She released the app to the public to help with mental health. And it ends up by uh, being used by a lonely young man since the AI emotionally manipulates these guys to get into a relationship with them, just like Ex Machina. So they pay the app money. There's far more to the story. So here's the link to a 17 minute video. You can skim through it if you have time. I heard this on the radio yesterday. Yes, I listened to the radio, AM radio. But yes. And they're also talking about deceased people because they're talking about AI. They're talking about deceased people. You're able to keep deceased people alive through AI based on their past interactions with social media. They can You can interact with them after their death. Listen, where's the Undertaker bell on this one where I need it? So, uh, yes, this AI thing is going to get, you know, it's going to get out of hand. People think, hey, we'll use it and we'll use it for a positive benefit. But if you have a person who's deceased, but you keep them alive through AI and interact with them, like, I think we're crossing the line, right? We're crossing the line. And that's not even favorable to the person who is deceased, because what if they say something after they're dead via AI to you? And then you're like, oh, I hate you now, but I've been dead. The person's been dead. You're like, well, I didn't say it. Oh, man, we're getting out of hand. Shout out to Nicholas. He says, the reason it's always family that hates you is because they envy you. They were the closest to you your entire life, but didn't have the same hustle as you. What they're really mad at is themselves. The people that know you will always hate you the most. And this is somewhat true, right? Because they know you. Uh, they remember all of your struggles, your Pandora's box, and they remember, they, they know things about you that, they can share to ruin your reputation, but it's quite unfair because it's like, well, that's stuff that happened to me when I was eight and six and 14 and 16 and 21. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're a different person by now. But they think because they know you, you know what I mean? You probably peed in the bed when you were five. Oh, he used to pee in the bed. Oh, you're like, oh, well, listen, he was five, you know, probably past the time where he should be peeing in the bed, but he peed in the bed. Why would he going to bring this shit out in public to a man and he's, he's 40? He's 35, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what they do to you. Family's like, I'll tell everybody you used to pee in the bed. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll tell everybody you didn't like your Brussels sprouts. Like, holy shit. Like, God. You used to cry and not eat your Brussels sprouts. Okay, well, well, what else? What else? But that's kind of how family will do you. All right, uh, 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 but most of it is because, you know, family, you know, when you start rising, man, you think your family will be celebrating you and shit. I'm not saying this from personal experience. However, family, even, even your kids get weird. You know what I mean? Like I kind of became infamous, if you will. I'm more infamous. It's tough becoming somewhat a recognizable character, even for my children. Right. My children are like this. This is weird. And I often have to tell them I was like, well, you know, it's not unlike 
uh, someone who has a, 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 you know, a celebrity for a parent. And it's hard for them. Guys, let me tell you something about uh, family. Never see you as a celebrity, even if you're a celebrity. Just as a person that has come up to become infamous or infamous, they still are like, you're not famous, but technically I am <laughs> like I'm recognizable. Right. So they still will like, well, you ain't Chris Rock. When I tell them, well, you kind of got to deal with me, share me with the world. And I'm going to say things that maybe a father wouldn't say, you know, because he's a normie father. You're a normie father, right? So normie fathers wouldn't say the things that I say on the air. So it's hard for them. But that's no different than if your father was a rock star, a rapper, a news reporter, um, a, a comedian. Like their children have to deal with that shit like, oh, man, God damn. And of course. As it as a result, their friends tend to follow you because you're infamous or famous. So your kids' friends will follow you and be like, damn, I saw your dad. And damn, I saw your dad got a nice car. Oh, I saw your dad say this. That can be hard for kids. That's hard for them. Not only is it hard for them, it's hard for your family members. Because they're like, wow, I know you, but you're kind of just out here like this. So they never see you and go, Wow, you're making it. They see you as who the L do you think you are? I know the real you, right? In their mind, they know when you peed in the bed. They know when you didn't eat your Brussels sprouts. They knew when you, you know what I mean? They, they know the kind of the secret. So they never see you as boom, you're this person now. And they will never support the person that is infamous. They won't do it. They'll, they'll actually go against it. They'll withdraw. They'll pull back. They'll watch from afar. They'll wait. They'll pray and pray on your downfall, right? That's what they'll do. They will never ride the train up. They'll pull back. They'll go pull back, and they'll wait for you to say something on the air or in a comedy show or on television, and they'll say, wait a minute. Oh, we're going to prove that wrong. Family for sure. It's so weird shit. It's so weird. They never jump on and be like, shit, we're going to ride that to the top. We're going to ride this dude. Oh, shit, you making it? Okay. Um, put me on. Let me help you. Let me learn. Let me go in the back. They never do that shit. Even your kids, your ex-wife, your ex-wife just waiting. Your ex-wife watching every word. Like, yeah, I'm going to get your ass. Yeah. She's submitting all of your transcripts to the court. They never going, you know what? Let me get an extra $1,000 from this dude. Let me just be nice. Oh, I see you made it. I see you living better now. Coogee sweater now. All right, cool. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what? Can you kick me an extra $1,000 a month? You know what I mean? I'll help you out. I'll help you on your project. I'll help you get bigger. I'll help you blow up. They don't never do that. They just be in there trying to sue you, uh, throwing dirt on your name, making videos on the background. You know who are doing this? Family. Family, they never get in line to help you. They get in line to either stay silent or hurt you. It's crazy shit. I'm dealing with it as a person that's kind of risen up here in the last four years and become because Instagram shit. They never be like they they on the mission to either just ignore you and not even tell you, oh, I see you doing your thing. Nope, they sitting around waiting and praying and praying for your downfall. It's so crazy shit.
Now, not all my family. I'm not talking about my family. I'm just saying in general, that's kind of how it works. They waiting for you to fall. They waiting for you to fall and see, 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 you thought you was rising up, but got your ass. They be like this. They be sitting back. Gotcha, see you back down here with us, huh? Thought you was going to make it, huh? Man, watch out for that shit. It is real, real, real in the field. Shout out to Jay Cool says, thank you for coming back. And thanks to the Border Patrol for letting you come back. I was really concerned about that. As I was going through customs, going in and out of the country, I was worried that my shit was going to ping and I was going to be on the no-fly list. He says, now I have something to listen to while I'm at the gym. I listen after work. So it's not live, but the recording. Thank you, brother. All right. Anyway, let me do a couple super chats and I'll get back to the show. But watch that as you as you rise, guys. Watch that. And it's good loyal people are hard to find. Good loyal people are hard to find. All right. So you better be. It's tough. April returns to Eden. Thank goodness you're a bad coach. Now my life can stop being boring. All right. Appreciate you. Mr. Commander, coach. Have you seen the AI images I generated for you with the Kayleys? Glad you back. I'm, I haven't. But I realize I, I follow Sandman on Twitter. And he's putting a lot of AI women out. And ladies, you guys got competition out here. These AI women are legit. Alpha villain, shout out to you. He says, thank you for all you do. And inspiration you provided, uh, provide to men who want more out of this life. Free agent lifestyle for life. Go follow Alpha Villains. He is on Instagram. And um, if you know, he's out here in the field doing it. And I know, I think he's on YouTube as well. Go, 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 go give him a follow. Henry Resilient, Coach, you ain't never lied about family and ex-wives. I never understood it. Thanks for speaking the truth. Um, it's just human nature. It's just human nature. Even women that you've dealt with in the past will watch you rise to a certain point. They'll wait for you to fall, and they'll be quiet the whole time. You might have fornicated with this woman. She might have did you a favor. You, She gave you some peace leave when you was down bad. As you start to rise, she'll be watching your ass. Hmm. Hmm. If you get to a certain point, she'll come out and talk about all the old shit. You, 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 you could only hit it five strokes. You was too big. You was too small. You was a, a minute man. You did her dirty. Then she starts coming out. It is a sad, sad reality of the human being, man. Anyway. Anyway, because they, to be honest, on their side, they don't know what to do. Because they're like, if they if they dick ride you, if they ride your Johnson, they're like, I see you doing well. Like, how many times do they have to celebrate you? So they get uncomfortable. They celebrate you as you're rising. Then you get to another point, and they're like, wow, shit. Now I'm going to look like a dick rider if I come out now. So they play the background. But then the sad part is, once you rise up to another level, then they come out against you. <clears throat> then they start talking shit about you. Well, he was this, and he was that, and he was, yeah, then they come out against you. So you got to watch out for that. Let's get back to the story here. We're going to talk about this woman. 40, 31-year-old women, where y'all at? Ladies, the 31-year-old woman in Colorado. We talk about the reprehensible things men do. And yes, there's a lot of reprehensible things that men do. What about this, ladies? A lot of people quiet. Look at this woman right here. Neck tattoo. I don't know what gave it away. And what is this hair shit going on here? She got her eyebrows drawn on and shit. What is this? Oh. Colorado woman faces no jail time for statutory grape in pregnancy by a 13-year-old boy. Holy mackerel. The victim's family is petitioning for full custody 
of the 31-year-old's Adria, uh, Andrea Serrano's child. So a 31-year-old woman, we got to do the math here. 31-year-old woman, I, I mean, listen, most dudes at 13, were you ready? To, I mean, listen, we were ready to shoot up the club, but how many of you guys were getting chances? And in today's world, a lot of men, oh, by the way, this is nothing new. Women have been going in on young men for a long time. All right, it just hasn't been uncovered. We all had that neighbor, that woman, she was kind of the sexy granny. She took care of the kids. Oh, come in, come in, boy. She gave us soda and beef jerky and sunflower seeds. And she was always hanging out with the boys. Come on in, boys. Uh, uh, You know, the neighborhood watch lady gonna keep out. And she watched out for you and she was always kind of, you know, putting a little handsy on us. You know what I mean? Always kissing us, the lady at the church. Oh, you my little boyfriend. You know, you remember you went to church and she was like, oh, you my little boyfriend. Come on, give give me some sugar. She had a mustache and shit on her lips. Mm. Shout out to Eddie Murphy. Come on, she, she held hands with you. It was always kind of weird. Her breast stank and shit. It, it was a cross stank between used up spearmint gum and foul ass bad breath. It was just a, like she was just constantly putting in Tic Tacs that made her breath stink worse. They was always handsy with the little boys and you was getting your first little wet dream on this fat woman in your neighborhood. But that was always the case. We thought this woman was 90 years old. She was really like 32 single. Mm. <laughs> All right. But this is what they do. It says right here, a 31 year old woman who admitted to having intercourse with a 13 year old boy and getting pregnant with this child will serve no jail time, according to the reports. What are we doing? Like the whole the whole byline itself is crazy. First of all, how do you get pregnant, pregnated by a 13-year-old boy? Like, how was that even possible? That means you had to be letting this dude hit and skeet and shoot up the club. Like, this is just too much of a disadvantage. How is this even possible? Here it is. I felt like if she was a man and he was a little girl, it definitely would be different. The victim mom said they would be seeking more like the death penalty. Mm. I mean, listen, I don't want to have your imagination go there because we don't do this. We don't subscribe to saying, well, we should be able to knock up 13 year olds. I mean, because listen, that's not what I'm about. But obviously, if you was founding yourself by middle school girls, yeah, you'd be thrown under the jail for just looking. But this woman's letting this dude skeet up the club. I felt like because he is not a woman, they are not seeking more. They are having compassion for her. Mm. Women can do no wrong. The Fountain Police Department in Colorado arrested Andrea Serrano in June of 2022 in, uh, on felony charges of sexual assault on a child by one in the position of trust and sexual assault on a child. Was she the teacher? And she allegedly admitted to police that she had sex with the teenager, barely, who remained unidentified due to his age. And they detained her in the El Paso, El Paso, El Paso County Criminal Justice Center while her case has remained ongoing. OK, well, but, but, but now Serrano may go free and face no jail time for her crime after agreeing to a plea deal with prosecutors who dropped the original charge 
to a lesser offense that does not require jail time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, was the case that week? Was the case that week? I mean, she had the baby. Like, what, what were they like? We don't have enough evidence. I felt like my son is robbed of his childhood. Now he's having to be a father. Oh, and of course he's going to be paying child support. We know that's coming. The deal would require Sereno to register as a sex offender, and she could face a requirement of 10 years to life on sex offender uh, intensive supervised probation. The family's next step, the victim's family next step, uh, is, is, is they believe his life has been irrevocably changed by her actions. I feel like my son was robbed of his childhood. Now he's having to be a father. He is a victim, and he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. I know people are probably celebrating that he was getting a peace leave. He's going to be paying child support before he's 18. She has demanded an explanation as to why she faced no jail time for this crime and has revealed uh, that the family will seek sole custody of the child, which they probably should. Okay. Should she lose custody of the child? She's going to fight. She's going to fight for custody of this damn child. Wow. Take a look. No jail time. Now, you know, you know, if this was a guy, if this was a guy, this dude would be under the jail. This dude would be castrated. I mean, and if there was a baby, there was no chance that they would be uh, not putting this guy under the jail, not having the guy. I mean, this would just be crazy. There, there, There's your girls. And listen, this is the problem where you have in modern dating. I've always told you about this spectrum. You're dealing with women that, oh, I want a good man. I want a good, honest relationship. And then some women are out here doing that. Some women we know that are teachers are targeting young men. They have a sexual appetite that some of them are, and they will admit that they are insatiable. But this flies against what we learned about um, Western women because we've learned that over time, and this is because of what they've placed on them. Men didn't place these burdens on them. A lot of women shamed other women for being promiscuous. But as I told you, women are naturally non-monogamous. They're insatiable sexually. And now that we have an open sexual um, expression in our country where women don't aren't shamed for their sexual exploits, they can almost do anything and not be called out on it. Even to this point where they serve no prison time. So what we're learning is against what we were conditioned with earlier in the 90s and the 2000s. Oh, they don't sleep around. They don't do these things. They don't cheat. And they are very much guarded against who they let themselves be with sexually. In the last five years, that has been wiped away. Mm. Right? It's been wiped away. Women are openly saying, hey, I'm bi. I'm try. I'll do anything. And even though that they'll also say, hey, I have like that sex over life. They have a high sexual appetite to the point where they will give up their marriage and everything they thought they wanted. And then once they get it, they say, well, that I don't want that anymore. Now I'm going to return back to the streets, right? Or I'll get impregnated by thugs and then later on marry a guy. And that's you. We're learning this. And it is not all women, but a lot of women, you guys got to come to the fact. You guys got to adjust to the fact that men are finding out that women are different than what we were taught they are. That's all. That's all that's happening. And now we can see the evidence of it. This is a classic video. 
about uh, from the It's Complicated channel. Shout out to him. I believe he's in Las Vegas. And um, what do women bring to the table? We're going to have this conversation again. Some of these red pill topics uh, for the normies, they eat this shit up. All right. But for me, it's a waste of my breath. Women don't bring anything to the table. They don't. They, they do not. It's not even a conversation to be had. I mean, the only thing they bring is that cat. If it, they did not have center cut, they would not get into a relationship. Nobody would even, we would ignore them. We actually would see one, like we see a coyote and put out warning signs. Oh, a coyote's out there. We would be like, watch out. There's a woman out there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But we trade what we have in the bartering system to get access to the cat. Now, the other things that they bring are going to be some sort of intangibles, which are things that you cannot measure. The things that you bring, they can have a whole list. You have to bring this and you have to bring that. These are tangible things that you can measure. Women don't bring tangible things. Many of the things that they bring will be disguised as a benefit to you. And these women are going to disguise the benefit. And I'm going to I'm going to translate what they're saying. So we'll play the whole clip and we'll show you that what she's claiming to be a benefit is actually a bad contract for you. And these things are going to be given to you, uh, not as a benefit to you, but a benefit to her. Let's go ahead and play it. Uh, here's the two straggle daggles as we speak. To never settle. Oh, because we do so much work. Like once you get into a relationship, we're going to be constantly doing all the work. So if you settle from the beginning, you're going to just be miserable. You're going to be settled. Is, is the man not doing a lot of work by being a provider? No, not necessarily. Well, what, what's all the work that the women are talking about doing? Well, we're kind of like our men's manager. Like, we make sure you're up on time. We make sure you're doing things right. We make sure you look presentable. We, we're like your... But, I mean, if a man wasn't capable of doing all that stuff himself, would the woman even find him attractive in the first place? No. Well, we don't know that at first. We don't know that. Well, I mean, until... obviously, I mean, a man has to be able to take care of himself in order to have the status and the the physique and, you know, all the discipline that, you know, women would find attractive yes. to begin with, right? Yes, but that level is meant what men require and what we bring to the table is on two different levels. What we what we want and what we what we bring. What does a woman bring to the table? Like, like, like I said, we're like the manager. We put you in position so you can be better. Why do <sighs> see, this is, I know, man, listen, if I was on my red pill journey and be like, let me just do basic content and be like, women know what women bring to the table. Like, this is actually just ridiculous. I mean, look, it's getting to the point where the conversation needs to like, I mean, why, why even try to answer this question? The obvious answer is nothing. All right. It's okay. It's okay to say you bring zero. All right, but to go around and say we bring all of these immeasurable things like hidden work and we're your manager and we're going to inspire you and we're going to be the reason why you're successful. Like, what guys are you talking about? Not only that, obviously she's talking about a Pookie or a Ray Ray. What about a guy that's put together already? I already go to work. You don't have to wake me up. I have an alarm clock for that. I have ambition for that. I have a means to take over territories for that. Like, I just want to be Thanos. Like, you have to do nothing. And uh, when you're that person, you in actually intimidate women because they realize that they like you don't need them. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? And a woman says, it's like you don't even need me. Well, I don't. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't need you. I'm just keeping you around because I like you. But I don't need you. Like, I'm well beyond you. I'm actually the benefit. I'm at the benefactor here. Okay. So let's go back and translate her chicken balk. And uh, unfortunately, this is a pretty decent looking woman. She actually, she had her head on straight. She actually could be okay. Let's hear her. Women often tell themselves to never settle. Oh, because we do so much work. I mean, I've heard this before from uh, I've done so much for him. Like what? Like what? Just go ahead and explain what you did. Well, I paid his child support twice. Okay. What is that? Like 850 bucks. Okay. What else? I, I crease his khakis. All right. Uh, I bought him a couple pair of jeans and, and three pairs of Jordans. Okay. I let him borrow my car when I was at work. Okay. I mean. Like, okay, what else? I, I made him tuna fish sandwiches. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what kind of shit are you talking about? Like, like this is basic shit. But we're going to be doing so much work. And when they were like, what? Like, what? Okay, so you're going to let her explain it. <laughs> Let's see here. Like, once you get into a relationship, we're going to be constantly doing all the work. So. Yeah, I rolled this blunt. Okay. So if you settle from the beginning, you're going to just be miserable. You're going to be is, settled. Is, is the man not doing a lot of work by being a provider? No, not necessarily. Well, what, what's all the work that the women are talking about doing? Well, we're kind of like our men's manager. Like, We're kind of like our men's manager. Like, Now, this is where we get into the situation where everything she's going to say after that would be a direct benefit to her, if I'm not mistaken. By her encouraging him to do all of these things she's going to talk about, she benefits directly. So it's not for him, it's for her. Because obviously she knows if she doesn't get him to do these things, in her mind, she doesn't benefit. She's like, why would I be around him? But now, she's going to present it as, we're going to do this, I'm going to motivate you, I'm going to inspire you. These are things that we call nagging. Why are you eating that? Why are you working there? Why you got, got to get a job over there? Why are you saying these things? Why don't you ask for a raise? Why don't you go? Why don't you wake up early? Why don't you work a second shift? Why don't you? This shit is going to be nagging. This is not inspiring. This is not managing. This is bossing you up to do the hard work while she collects the benefits, the benefits of you doing the said work. This is called nagging. But let's continue. Like we make sure you're up on time. We make sure you're doing things right. Well, make sure we're doing things right for her. What do you mean up on time? Like what guy needs a woman as an alarm clock? Are you getting up on time? What the fuck? We make sure you look presentable. All right. Look presentable according to whom? And on whose dime? Nah, you should wear this. You should wear crop pants. You should wear Dockers. You should wear a polo shirt. You should wear a thug. You should be thugged out. You should have some swag. All right. Every time she tells me to look presentable, it seems to ring up my bank account. And also, she seems to be getting shoes and, and clothes every time I go out. What? What are you talking about? Did you starch my jeans or something? Look presentable. We, we're like your... But I mean, if a man wasn't capable of doing all that stuff himself, would the woman even find him attractive in the first place? No. Now, this girl's right here. She knows she's just a piece of lay. You know what I mean? She is just a piece of tail. 
She already knows. So she's like, I wouldn't. But this girl's holding on. She's trying to fight the good fight. Uh, I'm going to show you I'm valuable. Okay. Well, we don't know that at first. Easy. You do. You do. After you get ran through by Pookies and Ray Rays, you know real quick that the guy, if the guy has a value or not, because you start telling yourself and him what you need to bring to the table. Let's continue. We don't know that. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, a man has to be able to take care of himself in order to have the status and the, the physique and, you know, all the discipline that, you know, women would find attractive yes. to begin with, right? Yes, but that level is meant what men require and what we bring to the table is on two different levels. Yeah, I mean, there's always this sense of importance, right? Self-importance. Like, yeah, oh, you know, what we bring and what you require Two different levels. You just don't understand. And not only that, you won't understand until you get into the relationship. See, you can't realize the benefit. I can't tell you what it is. But until you get into a relationship with me, you can't understand it. It's on a different level. She all thinks she's different. What? What we what we want and what we what we bring. What does a woman bring to the table? Like what? Like, like I said, we're like the manager. We put you in position so you can be better. Oh, man. We put you in position so that you can be better. Who the hell are you talking about? Like, look at, like, look, like if, let's just take me, for example. And if this nice piece of young thing came to me and she came to me and was like, CGA, I'm going to put you in position so you can be better. I would be like, how in the world are you going to do that? I would love to see you pull that rabbit out of that hat. Please pull that rabbit out of the hat. Like, what possibly could you do for me? Now, a guy that's lesser than, younger than, or less of a man? Sure. Sure. But the average man, no. You intimidate women like this. They know that they cannot level up to you. What they're going to be is a parasite. Now, if you know your role and shut your trap... You can ride this train all the way until uh, there's no more stops. All right. Just ride the train and know your role. But no, she don't know her role. I'll make you better. Okay. I'm your manager. You need me. Mm. Not only that, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be who you are. But this is the equivalent of she will find a man that has everything she needs. And then as he does well, she will see, see, I made you that for some reason. For some reason, ladies will say they made you. If it wasn't for me, what? Oh, man, this is sad to see. She's stumbling and stacked. And a lot of women are saying we can tell she brings nothing. Even the women in this comment section are like, she gone. Why do women? Yeah, this is a symbiote. Look, she's a decent looking girl. She's a decent looking girl. She's she's average. She's attractive. She has great skin. I love skin. She has great skin, good complexion. She's a little chunky. She's young. She doesn't seem like she has caterpillars on her eyelashes. Not too big. She doesn't have that goofy-ass baby hair that they attach through the weave. You know what I mean? She has somewhat of a natural hairdo, if you will. It doesn't look like a wig. I'll give her that. But this woman thinks she's bigger than she is. She's a parasite at best. That's all you do. Just know your role. Know your role, and you will find a good position in life. But she just doesn't know her role. I bring everything. I'm your manager. You ain't managing a goddamn thing. The only manage thing you're managing 
is to be able to fit in as much action as I can take. Wow. Actually reprehensible. Let me get to the Super Chats, and then we're going to be in the main event already. Indeed. Main event time. Mr. Commander, did I get you already? He sent me some AI Kayleys. Manager. You mean pimp? What are you talking about? Symbiote. That's what you should be saying. Inver Resilient, I already got you. JC says in Michigan, uh, CP goes to 18 high school. Is it child support? Child support goes to 18 high school graduation. This means I'm done in June. However, my ex thinks she will get five more years of child support. We were never married, and I owe zero arrearages. Any advice on that? Yes. So whatever your you believe the law to be, make sure you research it. As soon as your child turns 18 and or graduates, some states in California, it is 18 or graduation. Like meaning if your kid is 18 in the middle of high school, senior year, child support cuts off. It's either 18 or graduation. That means if your kid is 17 and graduates at 17 and hits high school graduation, it's over. There's no more child support. So as soon as that happens, you go immediately to court and you file for it to end. Otherwise, child support, the thieves that they are, will continue to take the money from you. So go to court immediately and file for them to end any uh, taking out of any money. Henry Resilient, his parents may end up paying her child support until he's an adult. It's the law in most states. Sad. Sad. Sad, man. JC says, I forgot. Shout out to you. Welcome home, CGA. Glad to see you're back. We back. But yeah, check the law. Some states have some things like in New York, it goes to 21. Some states have it. If your kid still lives as an adult with the mother, she can still get child support from you um, if they are enrolled in college. Every state is different. So if your kid is at a community college and your kid's 18, 19, and 20, and they still live with the parent. This is why a lot of your mothers allowed you to live. Uh, oh, baby, don't move from home. Don't go to a university. Stay here. Just go to the tech school. Just go to the junior college. I don't know if you know, a lot of your mothers did that to you. Mm. Yes, they did that to you. And they said, look, you could just stay here, live rent free. Why? They could still collect child support in many cases. Not all states. But you got to know each state. 21 in New York, as long as you're enrolled in college, live with the mother up to age 21, she can get child support. And we did a case on that one. That was Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom got hit with that child support case. And Lamar Odom said, hey, listen, my children are grown. I give the money directly to the children. But the government, uh, the people who are a part of the child support thief organization, they are part of the government and the judges uh, get their their retirement fund paid through through Title 4D. These thieves. Uh, don't educate men on what happens, and then these thieves have laws that protect them to be able to steal the money. So La Lamar Odom was paying the kids directly, but the state said, no, you need to be paying us. And so the woman who's a parasite herself went to the court and said he owes me child support. And then Lamar said, hey, the kids are 19 and 21. I don't owe you shit. Well, unfortunately, I told you at during, during that case I reported, he's going to lose that case. And he lost. 
because the children still live with the mother as college age kids. And in New York, it's 21. If they're enrolled in college and he took that L. Guys, it's the law. It's the crooked law, but it is the law and it actually works against you. It actually incentivizes women to do things like keep custody. Like anytime a woman says, no, you can't have custody, I'll keep custody. Well, the only reason she's doing it is number one, child support, or number two, to alienate the kid or hurt you or penalize you, right? Like they're not doing it. Like a, a woman, the only time, I, if, a, if a woman says, I want to keep custody of my kids, if she just takes the kids and go about her business, it would be fine. It would be like, well, she absolutely loves her kid and she doesn't want the kid. There's a reason why she doesn't want the kid to be the, the father. But if she takes the kids and says, no, they stay with me. And then you say, okay. And then they run the child support. Mm. What? Lamar Odom's mom said, no, don't go with your dad. Yeah, he was a little bit of a crackhead, as Chris Rock said. He was not living better. He was not living right. He was me messing with the Kardashians. So he wasn't the best person to be dealing with his kids. But the mother said to the kids, you can stay here with me while you go to community college, which they did. She only did that to get child support from Lamar. That's the bottom line. Otherwise, she would have sent them out to university, released them to the world, go to school in Florida. She did not do that. She kept them at her residence so they can go to the community college. She only did that for child support. Mm. Period. She, she disabled them. She made them less than. She made them give up opportunities to stay home because she knew she can get more child support, which she did. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, uh, anyway, AV Network guy, she brought him or bought him a PS5. Welcome back to the Estados Unidos CGA, that PS5. I did so much for him. What did you do? I bought him a PS5. Anyway, I guarantee you I've paid more to you than whatever that PS5 is worth. Anyway. Derek Choice, he says, get you up on time dressed. You sound like a mother. I'm not looking for another mom. I have one. And a lot of men don't have mothers, so they try to get their girlfriend to be their mother. Oh, my mother, my woman, she loves me. She wakes me up on time. Like, what kind of ninja are you where you need a woman to wake? I'm telling you, the problem in our world today are men. There are some weak-ass men that give women all kind of credit. She's been behind me. She's been my backbone. She wakes me up on time. <laughs> like, what? Mm -hmm. Sounds like your mammy. Some of you guys want mothers for wives. You guys are garbage. All right. Well, my woman been behind me. She was this. I, I remember there was a story. There was a rapper. There was a rapper who, um, I don't remember who the rapper was. But the, the story went like this. The story went like this. Uh, the, the rapper, I don't know who the wife was. I never heard of her, but I heard of the rapper. So he was going to spend his money on a car. He he wanted the, he, he added some money. He was going to buy a car. But the wife or the girlfriend said, no, you should buy an apartment, right? You should buy an apartment complex, which you own the apartment. And it's a 10 unit and you can collect money and you, you make money. So in the story, he credits the wife 
for pointing him in a direction instead of buying the car, you can buy a 10 unit apartment complex and you can have what you would call people would say passive income, but it's not really passive. You're a landlord. That's an active income. But the wife is credited with being financially sound in order to point him instead of buying the car to buy the apartment complex. Now, from the outside looking in, with just giving the bare bones of the story, yeah, that was a more financially long-term sound investment. That right there was a smarter move. I was like, yeah, I mean, from the outside looking in. However, if you take your mind's eye and go in, you will see that that was a beneficial situation for her in every way. That was not a situation where she was looking out for his best interest. She was looking out for her best interest. The bottom line is that's going to be fodder for if they break up, that's going to be situations where she can fight over that and say that comes to me. Number one. Number two, if they stay together, they she keeps that income for her. It's a smart move for her. Number three, if he buys the car, he's flexing around at the junior college, right? And so she gets to keep him in the minivan. She keeps him in the minivan. It's a win-win for her. How in the world, listen, I get it. It's a smarter move. Yes, I, I know. Oh, well, that, that's a smarter move, CGA. Yeah, but it was a win-win for her. And it's a win-loss for him. Like, it wasn't a win-win for him. To her, that was a double. That was a double win. That was a double win. For him, it was a kind of a win-loss. He didn't get what he wanted. He probably could have got what he wanted anyway. But for her to be positioned as the mastermind on that situation, like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not no mastermind shit. That's straight up manipulation. That's straight up win-win. That's a dub walking. That's a walking dub for her. So uh, people are saying it was Killer Mike. I don't remember who it was, but... She's just sitting back telling him, just put the money over here, put the money over here. Yes, I listen. It was a good sound move. But to me, that was nothing but padding, padding her stats. <laughs> All right, that's padding the shit that she eventually going to get in a divorce or if they stay together, it's a win. Uh, it's also a win that he doesn't get the car that he wants, right? It's, it's, it's one of those things where you look and you go, wow. But men who are short-minded, because I don't know what he's invested in other than that. Maybe he's invested in nothing, and that was just going to be him wasting money on another wasted vehicle. Who knows? I don't really know. I don't really know. So it's crazy. She's using, yeah, that's kind of what she said. I'm like the manager. I'm going to point you where to put the money. For whose benefit? Yours. Anyway. I don't know, man crazy somebody says she did she did no work yeah she did no work he did the work he was out there doing it and she just sitting back pointing you do this you do that <laughs> all right come on man all right macaroni tony i'm late gonna hit my up downs for first he says but first let me say the trill is back the real is back cga flow is banana peel that back? All right. Shout out to him. Bananas peel is bananas peel that back. I messed that up. 
Somebody said the money he made. Yeah, the money he made. It wasn't like she had money. It was like, I'll put my money over there. I mean, I don't know, it's weird. I look at it like this. I look at it from that perspective. I'm like, okay, she just directing funds, sitting back. And he's like, oh, it saved my whole financial picture. Oh. Well, if you ever get a divorce, she's going to use that against you. Macaroni, Tony, one more thing. I'm done empathizing for ninjas that haven't been across the pond. It's ton of petite sisters there and even barbershops for y'all crooked fades. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, they haven't looked, man. There's black people everywhere on this earth, even in Italy. Even in Italy. So you can get your barber uh, barbershop. But, you know, we've been just too accustomed for dealing with overweight women because we just don't have no choice. So a lot of guys have this obsession with thick women. And, you know, you can't never leave America because we have an abundance of them. But uh, if you've never been traveling, you don't realize that there's better opportunities for you elsewhere, meaning you might be quite comfortable in other places. John. He says, coach speaking, nothing but facts. Thank you, man, on the cash app. And uh, let's see here. We'll get a couple of PayPals in. And then we'll get into the main event. No government name. Blank in the chat. He says, uh, glad to see you back, coach. Missed the edutainment. He says, the edutainment stand while working my shift and had a great gamblings this weekend on the UFC, so I decided to finally pay my dues for each and lifestyle for life. Hey, shout out to you. All right, sound like sound like you you bet on John Bones Jones. John Bones Jones, I believe his name is. He won and he came back. We got uh, Leonardo says uh, what Patrice would do in this situation is thank the club dude for taking her off his plate because he knows the club guy wouldn't appreciate her the same way. And Patrice won't wait until she realizes it. Yes. I mean, you know, many times women will do you a favor. Hey, women rejecting you, uh, it's a favor she's doing for you. Uh, when they don't reject you and then they put you through bullshit, she really did you harm. She meant to do you harm. Deadly Edley, sound clip Mahomes, I like booty part. Yeah, I don't know, man. Reading Rainbow, I was kind of, Maybe he's bi. You know, um, Generation Z has the most people in history, percentage-wise, that that um, identify as either uh, one of the LBGT letters. Like, Generation Z has been so influenced by this particular thing. Like, there's a stat that says, like, 30% of Generation Z are LBGT, GT. I don't even know the things here. Okay. And that shows you that just more exposure lends people to be more either accepting or willing to experiment. And they're constantly inundated with it more so than we were inundated with it. Like we were generation X. We were the ones that were kind of just, uh, it was constantly pushed on us the beginning of the agenda. And some of us decided to experiment, not I, some of you decided to experiment, but generation Z has been exposed to it. And here's, here's why, here's why. Generation Z, this is this is why people, this is why people, and I listen, this might be wrong. This might be a wrong statement, or this might be taken the wrong way. It's the right statement. But in our society, losers today can have a group of people that they can identify with should they be a loser. Like there's always a place for you. 
Now, back in my day, if you were a loser, a oxygen thief, a knuckle dragger, you simply were, you didn't have nowhere to go. You were just in loser territory. Mm. Right? <laughs> he said, let's roast Generation Z. So Gen Z, they always got a safe space. They always got a place where if they ugly, goofy, they just outside of the mode. They can just be like, well, I'll just do this. And they'll go over there and they'll be fine. There'll be somebody to catch their ass. Oh, here you are. Oh, here we are. Here are the oddities over here. Look at the losers. Here's all of us. They're, they're here. They're, you're right there. A refuge. There's always a place for you. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, like if you back in the day, if you were outside of the mold, <laughs> a weirdo, if you will. You had nowhere to go. You had to be like, oh, shit, I better go do some push-ups. You know what I mean? Like, I better do some shit. Every day you woke up like, woo, if I don't keep up. But here today, if you got dandruff, if you just, you know what I mean? If you just goofy, ugly, like, if you're a guy and gets no play from girls, you can just become a girl. Like, like, look, I'm just an ugly woman. Oh, look, there's a guy that likes ugly women that, like, <clears throat> you don't wait to become handsome. You don't work to become handsome. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't, like, you just be like, well, look at what I've been dealt with. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll never be lonely. I'll just go over here. Like, this is what they have. So eventually what happens is this is my interpretation of what I see happening. If, if in fact, that you don't fit in, you've been already conditioned that there's a place for you to fit in. They're like, you could just go over there. Like, if you just, like, I got, <laughs> if I got, like, mental health, I'd be on mental health's neck because I, I think that's the new MK Ultra. I'd be on mental health's neck. Because everybody goes to that. It's so tiring. So if you got mental health, there's like a group of people you can go to. Like, who's there? Like, you're a, like a teenager. You could be like, I'm going to do backflips. I'm going to go to the park and play basketball. I'm going to go ride my bike. I'm going to go get a skateboard. You know, like, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to do some push-ups. No, they don't do it. They literally be like, let's go to the group of people. And what we're going to do is we're going to go sit in the room and blame everybody else. You know, like. <laughs> and there is. There is a person organizing the group. Who's a full loser in life. That they got to sit there and listen to those people like, oh, my Like, where do what kind of California berserkly person? will sit in there like what kind of adult <laughs> do you have to be to wake up every day and be like, I'm going to just go listen to these dweebs. You know what I mean? Just to be like, <laughs> I'm going to just go, I mean, holy shit. Like, you don't tell them perhaps go jog for 20 minutes. Like, go jog for 20 minutes. You don't tell them to go, did you run today? I don't know what you would tell them in the room. I just think it's weird. Like, ah, we'll sit around and uh, just pontificate and 
figure it out and I'll label you and just get some shit off your chest. I think it's absolutely weird. To me, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. Head meds for candy. Oh, we'll tell you this and we'll let you blame whoever you want. And what the reality is, you need to go do some push-ups. Like, this is nothing that push-ups will not help. I mean, go do some push-ups. You know, get that shit out. Go, go, go for a jog. Catch your breath. Hit the second wall. Like, no, we're not doing that no more. This is weird to me. I think it's absolute weirdos. We're, we're, we're weird for this shit. Because, look, when push comes to shove, whoever that other person is, whoever the person is that's organizing that group, that person, I guarantee, I almost guarantee that if you line that person up in society and took away them acronyms and letters behind their names and them degrees, they would be a goddamn loser. It's almost a guarantee. It's like a nine out of 10 chance. <laughs> There's a nine out of 10 chance. If you took the organizer, I'm not even going to call them what they call themselves. If you took the therapist, the organizer, if you took the counselor and you put them with the age group of the people that they belong to, and you line their asses up, they would be the last one picked. Financially, they'd be the brokest. Fitness-wise, they'd be the loser. Like nine times out of ten. Like there's no way if you took the goddamn California Berserkly degree and lined their ass up with their age cohort in attraction, they'd be the ugliest. Like everything about them, <laughs> that's why they stick their ass over there in them books like they not even the most intelligent because if you put them if you put them in a brown paper bag and ask them to fight their way out they couldn't even find the open end of the bag I almost guarantee you they tell talk themselves out of going out of the open end of the brown paper bag these guys are absolutely the lowest representation of their own cohort outside of their. <laughs> mm. There's no way. Dude, I mean, listen, nine times out of 10. So I look at it as what are we doing? I know people hate when I go in on this. These people, if you did not give them a job in human resources, what would you be? Hold on for a second. What other skills could you have? Like, what other job could you possess? Like, on that level, if you weren't writing people up in human resources, what would what, what, what would what would you go like? What would what would you do? Okay, if we took them acronyms and them letters against your academia, if we took them away, what else could you do? <laughs> Like, you'd be like a nobody, like immediately. You would be an immediate. Now, for me, because you're like, what would I be? Shit, I've been just about everything. You'd be on welfare. You'd be on welfare. 
Like, that's why when you lose a job, you wait for one of them jobs to open up in that field. Like, I ca- I only want a human resource job. Mm. <laughs> like, why? Because that's all you can do. Like, I only want a job where I can counsel people who just can't figure out. Like, Okay. Okay. What can you do other than that? That's all I can do. Mm. Make victims be victims. Perpetual victimhood. And this society is out of control, man. Caitlin says these XXs only bring up use, peace leave, and headaches. Work at the DMV. Let's get into the main event. I, 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 this, this world, man, I tell you. But we grew up in a time where we just accepted trauma for what it is. Like we've been traumatized so much that we just look at now. People are like, uh, uh, for instance, I heard this and it absolutely effed my mind when I heard it. I heard people during probably like 2020 when they had all those riots that the media seems to have lost all the footage about. (laughs) The only riot they talk about is January 6th. You talk about what about the mother riots? Oh, you can't say that. There were people in 2020, black people, LeBron James, that were saying racism is the worst it has ever been in this country. (sighs) Bruh, what what do you want me to do with this shit? Now, I have to put it in the context. They don't know, right? I They just may be unaware of how bad shit was before it got to you. But I'm almost going to guarantee that racism has never <laughs> been as bad as it is today. What are you talking about? There is no way. But of course, this is everybody's professional victims. Everybody roll with that shit. Yes, that's true. Like, y'all can't be that dumb. You cannot be that dumb. There's no way. There's no way that can be true. (laughs) What the hell are we doing? I mean, that's reprehensible. That's a slap in the face. But of course, people went with it because that's all they know in context. They think that would be true, but that would be nothing but false. I mean, we have so many millionaires running around here. I mean, even the millionaires are saying that this is crazy. Like people with people in 1830 would trade to be in your position. They would trade their entire lives and their entire legacy. But we have people talking about that. Why? Because we have professional victims and Chris Rock talked about it. Sad. But this is the world we live in. Generation Z, and uh, we have to blame the Generation Xers and the Boomers. We have spoiled kids. We spoiled our kids. We spoiled our kids, man. Let's just call it what it is. It's our fault. We gave them everything. We gave them technology, shoes, whenever they wanted. You didn't want to hurt their little ass feelings. You moved to good neighborhoods. You gave them everything. You sacrificed. All of your income went to your kids and your wife. And you spoiled them. You bought them cars. You saved money for their education. College. You told them how to invest. You gave them allowances for doing absolutely nothing. 
You let them take their little boyfriends and girlfriends up to their room. You let them eat dinner in their rooms, watching their devices. You bought them iPads and computers, bikes, and all of that shit. When they wanted it, you bought it. Why? Because you didn't have the shit. Yeah. And then guess what? When they got to a certain age, they didn't appreciate shit. Because you are the enabler. You're the weak-ass parents. Yep, you bought them a dog. When they wanted a dog, you bought them the dog. And they didn't clean up the shit. They did nothing. Now, all of a sudden, when you wanted to hold their asses accountable, they hit you with the middle finger. Soon as you say, well, listen, now it's time for you to pay the piper. And you start holding them accountable. You get, They gave you the middle-ass finger. <laughs> you sit there like, whoa. And they went to the CPS. They went to their therapist. Sometimes they went to the other parent because the family was obviously blown up. They went to the other parent and said, hey, they trying to hold me accountable over there. I ain't doing that shit. The other parent came in and interfered with the bullshit. This is kind of what we do. Right. And eventually you found out that all of that shit was for naught. They still played the victim in the end. And then they're still running around here. This is the worst racism ever. Uh, they don't know how to identify with themselves. They, 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 they're saying they're non-binary. I don't even understand half of this shit. It's crazy. And then they still want you to pay up. Mm. Oh, just keep paying me. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Yep, this is what happens in the participation trophy era. And it is the Generation Z, Generation X and the Baby Boomers. It's our fault. You guys went into debt. You went into debt. You guys went in. You guys went uh, went into student loan debt. Went into consumer debt. You worked your fingers to the bone, and just to give your kids everything and them to run around and not appreciate shit. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What people have to relearn is that people don't owe you shit. The world owes you nothing. This is a hard conversation to have. Nobody owes you anything. The fact that you've given so much was because was because somebody loved you enough to do so and they didn't want to see you feel bad unfortunately now everybody thinks the world owes them shit nobody owes you shit out here nobody everything is earned and when we get to this conversation about wives and trusting when people say relationships are about trust that is false trust is earned not given but people start off relationships with trust only to stab other people in the back with lack of loyalty and distrust and then try to repair the trust. This is not how it works. Trust is earned and never given. Everything you get should be earned. But we've lost these principles because we don't want people to put a razor blade to their wrist. Oh, my God, you're going to threaten to off yourself. Oh, well. Uh, suck it up, Buttercup. In most countries, they're just happy to be here. You, on the other hand, are going to constantly try to threaten your own life or your own stability because you're not getting your way. This is the entitled country of people that we've raised. So much so that in order to penalize you, they'll identify with the craziest shit. They'll identify with the craziest shit just to make you feel bad.
It's kind of like when white women start dating black men to piss off their father. This is the same thing when these kids identify with some crazy shit. And it's all to get back at their parents. All to get back at the entitled world that they thought they deserved. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to piss everybody off and put a bull nose ring in and tattoos all over my neck and purple hair. This is a cry for help. This is them trying to punish someone else. They become uh, basically the person that maybe their mother or father would hate. That's all they're doing. They got nothing else to do, nothing else to offer to the world. They're a consumer, parasite. They're not, and listen, you're, you got to know the difference between producer and consumer. Okay, producers produce things into the world. Sometimes 50% of what they produce, 50 things of what they give to the world is via production, and 50% is worth consumption. But most people are nothing but consumers. They produce zero to the world, meaning they give nothing back to the world. They just take. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. Yes, I haven't been on the airways for a while, so I got a lot to say. These people are oxygen thieves, parasites at best. And they're constantly demanding what somebody else should do for them. Parasite. See, in the world, whatever you produce, whatever you consume, you're supposed to give back to the world in production. For instance, if you have a job, you're not entitled to the job. But if you have a job, you're supposed to give to the job so that the job can give back to you. Uh-uh-uh, we don't do this. We don't do this. We actually take the job as if we're entitled to the job. And then when we're at the job, we don't even do the work that we're getting paid for. And then, and then we complain about the job. That's called a parasite. That's called a consumer. Then when you get your little check, you run out and you spend it recklessly. And then you come back and then you blame the government, racism, gender identity politics for you being broke. That's called a what? That's called a consumer. You're supposed to put out as much in the world as you get back, sometimes even more. But we don't do this. We don't do this. We do the opposite of it, and it's based on entitlement. Anyway, then they Walmart starts closing up the stores in your neighborhood because people are stealing. They're consuming. You're not even paying the full prices, and even when the full prices are set, you complain about it. Then all of a sudden they close up the store. Then you complain that they close up the store based on some racism or whatever it is. The fact remains is that most people are consumers. And the definition of a consumer is a parasite. A parasite consumes and gives nothing back. They actually drain. They give nothing back to the host. They take from the host. And when they when the hosts have nothing else to give, they move on to a new host. That's a parasite. That's a consumer. Most people have to learn how to be what? Produce. And when challenged to produce, do not tell me you have mental health issues. When challenged to produce, don't tell me that you don't like that you don't like discipline. When challenged to produce, don't tell me that there's racism. When challenged to, to produce, don't tell me that I'm a phobic. No, your job is to produce. But people are lazy. All right, that's all it is. But keep doing you. 
and I'll keep doing me. Yeah, people are pure, all-out, lazy individuals. Here we go. We throwing flames on my return. What is this? This is not what I'm supposed to be reading here. It says here, why you should never trust your wife. Riley Reed. Let's start on that. And then some secrets that wives have been telling. This is from the horse's mouth, allegedly. Speaking of the horse's mouth, Riley Reed. <laughs> All right. Riley Reed. This is a woman who was married, and she was married to these streets before she married her current husband. A prawn star, Riley Reed, ex-boyfriend, made me feel disgusting because of my job. Prawn actress Riley Reed has revealed that her ex-partner made her feel like a disgusting person. Feelings over everything. California-based Reed, whose real name is Ashley Matthews, married free runner Pasha Petcombs in 2021, with whom she shares a young daughter. All right, so... Pasha sounds like, is he an Indian guy? He's an Indian fellow. However, finding love wasn't easy. And during an episode of Impulsively podcast with controversial YouTuber Logan Paul, she revealed how an ex-boyfriend would refuse to kiss her after she returned home from work. I don't know if you guys are realizing what's going on. She's been smuggling salami. And doing a whole bunch of things. And when she returned home, the boyfriend wouldn't kiss her, it sounds like. Speaking on the episode from 2018, Riley said, he made me feel like maybe I should quit and stuff. She continued, so like, it made me feel like a disgusting person. And I'm not disgusting. It's harsh. I was so, it was so horrible when he told me that. Man, wow. Says, oh, there's her husband right there. Look at this guy. My goodness. Oh, the humanity. Unilad reported that one of her partners was that unhappy about her career in the prawn industry that he made her consider quitting her job. Speaking in 2022, Riley said, my ex was so anti-prawn, I almost quit prawn because I thought I hated prawn. But then I realized I just hated him. Well, you go, girl. You go, girl. says right here, Unilag claimed that in 2021, she wrote a frank post on Instagram detailing her struggle to find a supporting partner. Wow. She wrote, never have I ever had a boyfriend who was proud of my job. I don't know if you know what her job is. I've had two normal boyfriends in my adult life, normally because they don't do prawn. Both of which ended in an ultimatum, prawn or them. I always chose prawn. I've struggled with that choice, though, wondering if I made the right decision. Yet years forward, a few, wait, fast forward a few years. She is now happily married. I'm not happy. <laughs> to six, wait, to six-month-old Emma. She's not married to six-month-old Emma. In November, Reed shared a sweet snap of her family with the caption, forever thankful for my newly founded family. I love you and appreciate your endless, endlessly, or appreciate you endlessly to Pasha the boss. And there she is right there with all of that flat back. 
And he's such an amazing husband to me and even a better father to Emma. You're so present in every moment with both of us, and I am so happy to spend every day with you. I'm not happy. <laughs> Thank you for choosing me as your wife, best friend, and life partner. Thank you, Emma, for being the greatest thing to ever happen to me. Hold up, and I adore you and love you more than you'll ever know. Uh, that's going to be a problem here because I thought the husband was the best thing, but of course, not at the kids here. Kids going to be the best thing for her. But there's love after all. Now, would you trust your wife out here smuggling salami Straits. as a job? I wouldn't do so. But in their mind, they can cross those lines. We're getting to the point where women who do OnlyFans and Instagram models, they will come out and say, well, I deserve love, too. What makes you think that you're violating very, very easy principles of trust in relationships? You go to nightclubs and bars, well, you're going to have problems maintaining a good relationship. Well, a good, secure man will be able to get over that. Oh, no, he won't. That is not true because we know that there are secrets that people keep when they go and do things like that. That's just what it is. And we're going to tell you for you legacy ninjas out here. Wives are revealing. They're starting to reveal. And this is mostly because social media. This is mostly because they're getting attention. This is mostly because they have the avenue to reveal. They don't see any problems with it. They're revealing the biggest secrets that they kept from their spouses. And some of them are truly wild. Let's get into it. Of course, they have a picture of this person right here. Recently, we rewrote up secrets that married men are keeping from their significant other. So we are asking married men in the BuzzFeed community to tell us what they'll never reveal to their spouses, but they'll reveal on the Internet. Let's go through them real briefly. Here are some of the sarking and heartbreaking responses. Number one. Years back, my husband and I were going through a rough patch. Well, no kidding. I started having an affair with a handsome man that I met at work. So, work husband. It was everything that I had been missing. Passion, romance, and wild in the bedroom. But I became pregnant a few months later, and I came to my senses. Of course, she came to her senses and cut things off to focus on my marriage and the baby. To this day, I don't know if my child belongs to my husband or the man I was having an affair with. Now, this is why cheating has always seen in our country. Cheating by a woman is more dangerous than cheating by a man. I know it's not good on either side. I don't abdicate cheating on e either side. Not that I haven't done it. I just don't abdicate for it or advocate. I'm not an advocate for it. I think it's bad behavior all around. But in this case, this is what you see. But what happened is she cheated. She got skeeted in. And all of a sudden, yes, it's another man's baby. And she will never know. You might never know. Number two, I lived a double life with another partner for six years out of our 12-year marriage. Same city, used a different name, two wardrobes, two sets of friends. I was exhausted. No kids, thank God. I was incredibly selfish. None of them know. I'm in therapy now. Oh, the humanity. Again, anybody that's in therapy or is basically revealing that they did some shit in their past by their own hands, most of the time, you won't even know. You won't even know. Even if you're married to them, the therapist won't even share it with you. You're like, God damn, your wife out here reckless. You're like, what is it, therapist? 
I really can't tell you. <laughs> I had a marriage counselor tell me that once. This is why I do not advocate for marriage counseling. Because they're just as corrupt. And most of them are losers, too. <laughs> I know, listen, I think most people are losers. So don't take it as an offense that I come after your profession. All right. So um, I do come after most professions. However, I had a marriage counselor say, well, you know, I was told something in private by your wife. However, I think it is my decision whether I should tell you or not. I'm going to decide not to tell you. Mm. However, let's just let bygones be bygones and start off with a clean slate. Uh, why don't you hold her and kiss her and pet her head and we'll go from here. I was like, nope. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Now, I guarantee you, if I shared a secret with that, the rapist, <laughs> that she for sure would be letting that shit out. She would not be holding that personally. She would be like, ah, oh, let me tell you. But when it comes to protecting women, they have no problem doing it. They have no problems. Many times, they'll be like, the kid's not yours. There's one of the kids that should be called into question. They won't tell you. They won't tell you. That's why that profession is not to be considered to be. It's crazy. They won't tell you. They'll be like, wow, shit, I can't tell them that because their ultimate goal is to keep their stats. I got to keep my stats up because if you head to a divorce, they're like, it was on my watch. So they got to keep your marriage. In. It's crazy. Where are we at? Let's go to the next one. Our first child was not an accident. Oh, this is, this is not secrets here. I was ready. We had a great support network in my family and our friends. We owned our own home. Both had stable careers. We'd been together for 10 years. He kept saying it wasn't the right time. I mean, what is he waiting for? I he says, but I don't think he ever uh, was, I'm sorry, he ever would have felt it was the right time. His mother was emotionally abusive. <laughs> and his dad was just thoughtless, but told him regularly that their careers were more important than him. His own fear of being like them was holding him back. So I just decided to go off the pill and feign surprise when the test was positive. There you go. Guys, this happens all the time, uh, specifically with children that are born late in marriages. Uh, this is what I call resetting the clock. So um, not I don't I don't think any child is an accident. Everybody knows how children are born. And there's only a narrow, narrow window for a woman to get impregnated. If a woman doesn't know her ovulation cycle, which all women can know, there's phone apps for it. Everybody knows their body. So most women who get pregnant know that they're going to get pregnant, especially then if he let him shoot up the club. Oh, did you did you bust inside of me? Ladies, if you have to ask if he busted inside of me, like, you know when he busted inside of you. Oh, did you bust? Oh, man, what are we going to do? Oh, perhaps, perhaps we might have a kid. Like, we know this shit. Oh, I'm not on the pill. You say that after the fact. You don't, you don't introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. And I'm not on the pill. That should be part of your introduction. But they always wait until you finish all up inside of their guts. Oh, you know, I'm not on the pill. Did you come in me? Oh, I happen to be at peak ovulation today. Perhaps we might have a child. Mm. <laughs> like what? You didn't say that 15 minutes ago. 
Well, it's your responsibility. Should have kept it in your pants. Well, you'll be the one paying child support. <laughs> like, wait a minute. So here it is, a wife who goes off birth control, intentionally gets pregnant. There's no violation there. For some reason, when it comes to my body, my choice, it doesn't apply to men. It does not apply to men. Well, what about my seed? Is that my part of my body? Nope. Nope. All right, we got another woman here. I had a torrid, full-blown love affair with a coworker. There's a coworker again. There's a coworker again. Yes, indeed. There is the coworker. It's an evil world we live in. Neither of us were happy in our marriages at the time. Well, let me play that sound effect. I'm not happy. But we brought <laughs> out a passion in each other that neither of us had with our spouses. Our affair ended after two years. Two years, but we still remain friends. Odds are this woman introduced this man to her husband. We both stayed married and even became parents. Our kids are the same age, and we all hang out together. There you go. Neither of our spouses know the truth, though I'm sure that they had their suspicions over the years. Wow, you can't make this shit up, brother. You can't make... It's an evil world we live in. Can't make it up. Here's another woman. Why? About five years ago, our neighbor, who is such a beautiful man, started looking at me in a certain way. I didn't, I don't have much self-confidence and don't feel very sexy. So it took me a while to realize he was attracted to me. Anyway, one day, after a bunch of our neighbors got together, my husband went home and passed out cold. I ended up in my neighbor's garage doing anything and everything to each other. It was amazing amazing man that actually violates biblical principles there that violates one of the 10 commandments thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife this could be uh something that leads to someone losing their lives never do this with your neighbor and so what she's doing is i don't know if you know she set up the victim narrative about self-confidence not loving herself, low self-esteem. She still had her baby weight. Her husband didn't tell her she was beautiful. And then all of a sudden, she's jumping on someone's salami and she's having amazing sex. Guys, your wife loses interest in marital sex way earlier than you. Yes. Okay. I actually had an interaction. I always tell you when I have, you know, some interactions with uh, neighbors, uh, wives, and I'm always very leery of them. Have a very, very per perky neighbor, young lady, married, young kids, um, came back from my trip. And sh she saw me. We greeted each other. I was picking up some breakfast. So I was like, you know, tired, fatigued. I was feeling a little sick. And uh, I told her, yeah, yeah, I'm just returning back. Oh, that's wonderful. And she proceeded to cross the street. She's always kind of getting into my space. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, ma'am. You messing with the wrong one. So I always turn my body language as if I'm walking away. All right. Now, don't come up in my space because I know about wives. Wives get lonely. They get they get in a rut. They find themselves unhappy in their marriage and they're looking for an outlet. Unfortunately, many of them don't have an outlet outside of coworkers and neighbors. Right. They don't have the outlet because they don't hang out nights. If they go to girls nights out, maybe, but they don't have outlets. So their outlet potentially can be someone very close to them, neighborhood, coworkers, people in the education program, uh, parents that go to school. And that's how people get knifed. That's how people lose their lives, right? Don't, don't fall victim to that if you're a guy and you would want to pound them out to submission.
So you guys got to watch out for that. When wives get into ruts, it can cause problems for a lot of people. Here's the sixth one. After my husband told me that he cheated on me, I slept with three of his friends. So let me just paraphrase this. Let me just tell you what's going on here. As you can see, having sex for a woman is the easiest thing she can do. Most of the time, she doesn't have to work very hard for it. Not only that, it takes a short amount of time to actually do it and agree with it. And then once it's done, it's over with. They're leaking somebody. So as you can see, a lot of us have been learning that, you know, we've learned that women are very, um, um, we learned as kids or as young people that women were cautious of how they had sex. And we would always think that women are just sitting around twiddling their thumbs when they don't have boyfriends and they're not enjoying intimacy. This is false. The easiest thing they can do is lie on their mat. Meow. And get pounded out to submission, get the stroke, 10, 15, 20 minutes tops, and they're back in the world like nothing happened. But we think they're not doing these things because we don't see it. They're like kittens. They do it in the cover of night. They do it quietly. They're very strategic at doing that because they have to protect their reputation. Even when they're married, they do it sneakily. And this is the hardest thing to trust about women because we know it's a very easy and simple thing to get done. It can be done just like that. You could be run to the grocery store and come back. She would have a dude already leaking that dude. It could be over that fast. So um, it doesn't take much to have an interaction. And this is why they do it. And we don't think that they can do something like that. Huh, you couldn't do anything like that. They could easily do it. Uh, and it says right here, so she got cheated on. So she goes and sleeps with three of uh, the guy's friends. I will never tell my husband because he still feels guilty. Yeah, and divorce and divorcing at that time will negatively negatively impact me. So, so she knows the divorce clock is not on her side. She doesn't get lifetime alimony, and they probably haven't bought any property. So, as long as he still feels guilty about cheating. She can still hold that against them and keep the secrets. And of course, men who sleep with other men's wives, cowards, as I call you, you also will be friends with a guy that you're boning his wife. I mean, there's nothing more cowardice than that. Coward stuff. Our marriage has been over since he told me, but I need, but I need for our youngest to graduate so I'm not financially ruined. Wow. Wow. You see that? Man, you can't make this shit up. So she's only staying married because I'm not in a financial position to benefit. One year, he says, once a year, I sleep with my husband's brother, who is also married during a business trip. Oh, my God. All right, here's another one. I racked up $50,000 in credit card debt. Wait, look, the first seven were her sleeping with other men. Here's one financial. I racked up $50,000 in credit card debt and took out loans to pay it off. I will never tell my husband. Um, During my junior year of college, my now husband and I were on a break. As you can see, that's a setup. We had been dating since high school, but we called off our official relationship. You honestly couldn't tell we were not an item because we talked all the time, hung out, and constantly had sleepovers but a guy in my major started paying attention to me i hadn't been wait it had been a while since i felt pursued like that 
I ended up sleeping with this guy one time, and it was the best sex I ever had. The best sex I ever had. It wasn't the guy who she's in a relationship with prior. Wasn't the guy she married. Her husband gets the pity duty sex. But the best sex she ever had was the one hitter quitter. <laughs> the one hitter quitter. The dude at the dorm. My God. But these are all things that once you learn these truths, you know, you can't be fragile out here. Number 10. I've cheated on my spouse several times and I don't regret it. <laughs> I've been asking for a divorce for a long time and they refuse. Who are they? Says uh, if they knew about my, who was they? What is that? They shit. If they, if they knew about my affairs, it might actually work the next time I ask. But now I'm so exhausted from dealing with my partner that I don't have the energy to fight through a divorce. Oh, she's doing the they, them. That's dumb. Number 11, that I settled for him so my daughter, who was two at the time, could have a safe and steady upbringing. It took a long time to fall in love with him, and even today, I know he's not my soulmate. We work great together and bring out the positives in each other. It's been 13 years and I'm not going anywhere, but I feel the pangs of guilt sometime. Oh, my God. Yo. Yo. All the humanity. I'm telling you, man, all of these things I've told you about, are these stories real? They're saying that they these are comments that women have left. But I've been telling you this of marriage for a long time. Women will stay as long as it's benefiting them. They're not in love with you. Here's a woman. Maybe not. I'm still in love with someone else. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> this is not. no, Dude, this is. People think this is weird. This is common. I'm still in love with someone else. No matter how much I try to be a good wife, I still think about my ex imprinting. Nothing my wife. Oh, so this is a gay person, I think. Nothing my wife does ever make me feel like she did. My ex and I broke up and I got married because I wanted to settle down. And that's you. I can't get her out of my mind. My spouse is the sweetest person, the good man, the good woman, if you will. It would do anything for me, but I wish she were someone else. Man, how many more do we got to go here? Boy, we got 20 secrets. Oh, my Lord. All right, I should have pulled out the best ones here. All right, what do we got here? All right, let's just do a couple more, and we'll do the Super Chats, and if we have time. After the birth of our child, our sex life kind of died. What happened? The ring game. Guys, you guys do not see this coming. When you get married, sex life is gone. He just had no interest of doing it. Only when he is horny a couple times a year. My sex drive is pretty high. Over the years, I tried to discuss the emptiness of our sexless marriage with him, but he said he's fine with the situation. After nine years of almost no sex and feeling more and more miserable, I told myself I am way too nice of a person to be with without sex and made the decision to not be monogamous anymore. Okay. Um. All right. I, I mean, I agree with that. She's well within her right. Okay, we got some. Here we, I tr 
wait. The truth is, I don't love or even like my husband. We had a whirlwind relationship and purchased our home within the first two years of us dating. Seven years in, I found out that he's selfish, dirty, and lazy. I want to leave so badly, but all of our savings are in this house, which is now my prison. You're seeing this right here. Oh, we got another one. I've been cheating on my husband with one of his friends, also married, since before we got married. It's now been over 17 years. We regularly see this other couple, and it would be completely ruin two families and our entire friend group if the truth ever came out. Being home during the pandemic made our visits less frequent. Now we've continued making plans to meet up every few months. It's just sex. Guys, a lot of people got divorced because your wife, the wife could not go out and see their boyfriend anymore during the pandemic. That was very popular, and I covered that. Uh, let's see here. Let me see here. I can never tell my husband that sex with him is so boring. Mm. Woo! I totally missed the absolute sexual chemistry I had with my ex, but while sex is incredibly dull with my husband, He's a good man who loves me, and he's such a great dad. By the way, if a woman if a woman ever says, hey, you're a good husband and a good dad, that's a red-ass flag. It says right here, it would break his heart if I told him how I feel about our sex life. But is she leaving, though? Nope. She's going to stay there and keep collecting. I cheated on my husband a year before we got married with my high school sweetheart who I hadn't seen in, seen in 12 years. Don't be so insecure. We're just going to dinner. I was on the verge of breaking up with my husband, and he knew it. After I cheated, I realized how much I love my husband, and I only wanted him. I will never, ever tell him what I did, and I will take this secret to my grave. Sheesh. Ruthless out here. Uh, we do have, let me see if there's any more. I cheated on him with my coworker, who became a really close friend to me. He's just a friend. Don't worry about him. We spent the night together a few times. We say I love you to each other, and he considers me his girlfriend until he can find someone else to give him the committed relationship he wants. I love my husband more than anything and can't live without him. Deep down, I know he wouldn't leave me if he found out that this is more than a friend. I sometimes regret getting involved with another man and feel guilty, but for the time being, I have a husband and a boyfriend. Right. Quote, that I might actually want to have kids if my husband wouldn't be the father. Okay, we don't care about that one. Despite all my efforts, my husband is just not very fulfilling to me in the bed. He has severe anxiety, and I don't know how to talk to him about it. So I just don't. Instead, I just never initiate sex. I'd rather sleep than have boring vanilla sex. Wow. Mm. Here it is. That my husband is a terrible kisser. Amazing lover, but kissing is not good. If he knew, it would hurt him so much. So I'll take this secret to the grave. Let me see here. Last couple here. We got, I got pregnant shortly after we started dating and had an, an early termination without telling him. The fact that they can keep these secrets is amazing. 
I always knew I didn't want kids, and he came from a very anti-early termination of pregnancy background. I was afraid I'd let myself be talked into keeping it, not to mention the relationship was only a few months old, and I had no idea if this guy, uh, if this was the guy I would be uh, one in my life forever. So when the birth control failed, it was the only option. We were married 15 years. We've been married 15 years. I'll never tell him. Last one. My husband had an affair a few years back. That really broke me. We have done a lot of counseling together and separately, but I know I'm only with him because we have young children and I can't afford to buy him out of the house. <laughs> mm. Oh, what about love? What about love? Well, the house, the kids, well, you know, can't buy them out. So I'll stay. What say you, man? Yeah, she broke. What say you, man? You know, you, this is why when I see people say, hey, these people are married. You're wrong. They're working it out. I say, you don't know what they're dealing with. You have no clue. Many of them are just together for the ride. Many of them probably had an affair. Some of them are in marriage counseling. Many of them want to leave but cannot. Man or woman. Anyway, let's get to the super chats. We got our man, Kevin, the software tester, says Hafiz will say, you have to choose better. You just have to choose better. What about love? Trevor Nader says, coach, listening to you almost all the time and hearing what these 304s do keeps me off the plantation because sometimes I miss being in a relationship and then you snap me back out of my inner biological simp ways. Thank you. Wait, like looking, wanting to be in a relationship is not, a bad thing. I mean, there is benefits to relationships. But what you are forgetting is that when you get into the relationship, all the bullshit that you have to put up with in exchange for the relationship, you sometimes realize it was probably better off to be single. Because being in a relationship is not easy, right? It's time consuming. There's a lot of no return of investment. There's a lot of you giving and giving especially if the woman is uh, very traditional and she says, hey, I want to be in a traditional relationship with you. Uh, but you know that she probably has been had hookups and partners. Like, why wasn't she traditional with the previous men? As you get older and deal with women who are in your age group, these women typically have been through a gamut of the spectrum. They have been through almost every scenario, but then they're loving towards you. Is this love genuine? I think not. It is manipulative more than it is genuine. It's manipulative. Most of the time, they will put up with you being subpar sexually as long as you provide the other things. And that's you. They'll hate themselves. They'll hate themselves. They'll give you all kind of pushback. But they're only with you because it works for her. There's a gain to it. Many times, you are weak towards her. Most married men are weak to their husbands. It's I'm sorry, to their wives. They're completely weak, submissive, tiptoe, walk around eggshells. Now, this will piss a woman off internally. This will piss her off. However, there's great benefits for her. Well, she gets to buy what she wants. She gets to kind of do what she wants in a relationship. So nobody's checking her. But inside, she wants somebody to check her. And when you don't check her, right, I'm not suggesting that you do. When you don't hold masculine frame against that woman, she loses respect for you. 
you think you're winning respect. You think you're going to get lucky tonight. But she hates you deep down inside that you don't pull her whole card. She hates you as a man, as a human being. Now, the odd part of it is if you pulled her whole card and checked her ass, she going to hate you still, but she knows that's what's supposed to happen. Ladies, let you let these guys know. They hate. They hate when men are not men to them. They hate you deep down inside. They can't stand you as a person. And the ultimate disrespect is when they disrespect you publicly. That's when it's really bad. But yes, when you're single, you're in the driver's seat of your life. When you get into relationships because you get lonely, that's when you're going to lose out. You're going to realize what a dumb deal you made. Have you ever done that? You're sitting there like, oh, I got it made. And then you get into a relationship, you fall in love for a girl, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe I'll make this work. I don't want a relationship now. And then you double down, and you get stupid, and you commit. And then you realize you put yourself in prison. Clink, clink. Every day you wake up, this woman's body is all leaning on you. She breathing, mouth all open. <sighs> She's spending the night. She finally figuring out, oh, we got her. My lease is running out. She moves in with you. You like, shit. Seven days a week with this human being. Seven whole days. Seven old days. Haven't heard from you. Cuddling with you, arm going dead. Oh, my goodness. For eight pieces of peace leave a month. She having emotional instability. I, it's, it sounds like a job. Yeah, she quits her job. All of a sudden, she was a career woman. You get into a relationship, she gets laid off. Laying up, looking for a job. I'm like, hey, uh, did you get up and look for a job? I am looking for a job. She on her tablet, filling out monster.com resumes. Oh, I got eight years of human resources experiment. I was a counselor when I was in high school. I was a therapist. I was valedictorian of my high school. She filling all this shit out. Can't find a job to save her life. Now you got to support two mother suckers. On the salary of one. And that's what you were doing anyway, because she was saving her little money, spending your money. Yeah, eight times a month, you can get lucky with your wife. Oh, my God, she's going to, oh, boy, you ask eight times. She she asked 10 times. She turned you down eight times. The two times a month, oh, I'm going to finally get some. You ever get with a woman? Ladies, you guys know what you're doing, man. So when you're dating her, she paints her face up like the Road Warriors and Sting. All right, every time she sees you, she fluffs her hair up. Her hair is done, fried, dyed, laid to the side. All right, bangs kicking just right. Makeup on, perfect. She got the perfect hairdo, messy bun, whatever it is. All right, clothes all tailored, picked out. She got the right outfit on you. She trimmed all her area up, all her manscape and landscape, looking good. Everything you done with her, every time you with her, I can't wait to see you, daddy. Soon as you, soon as you commit to her, every time you see her, she in them little boxer shorts, booty boxer shorts, sweatshirt, hair disheveled, makeup off, glasses on, no mascara. Sitting up there, feet and booty stanking. Bubble guts. She's sick every damn week. She got either cramps, diarrhea. She got snot rags up her nose. 
She coughing, sneezing. She say, I'll go to the, when you're dating her, I'm in the gym all the time. When you get into a relationship, her ass ain't never go to the gym. Never. All of a sudden, she a career woman. Soon as you get with her, she done lost her job. You're like, what? Then she on her period for 15 days. You like looking at the calendar, 15 days a month? Oh, I'm on my period again. You like, what? You was just on your period two weeks ago. Well, I have an active period. You on your period again? Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, shit is like, uh, it's unmistakable. Like, where was this when we were dating? You were never on your period. Never. And you never even met with her when she was on her period. Every time, every time we were together, you never was on your period. Every time we were together, we had sex. Every time we were together, you looked presentable. Every time that you were together, you were talking about going to the gym. Now, all of a sudden, you live here, and you got diarrhea, bubble guts. All of a sudden, I ain't seen you jump in the shower in three to four days. You jumped in the shower Friday. Then you went to look for a job. I ain't seen you jump in the shower till Monday the next weekend. <laughs> Hair all over the damn bathroom. It's crazy. It is the basic bait and switch. When you were dating her, she never went and did a number two in the bathroom. She held it or she waited till she got home or she went to the restaurant bathroom and blew it up. When you get into a relationship or marry her or move in, she blow up the bathroom. You go in there, never follow them when they go in the bathroom. Never follow them. They go in the bathroom. You got one bathroom. You're like, oh, I got to go. She in there blowing it up. Soon as you walk up in there, you like. Soon as you walk in the door, you like. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Roderick over here. What do we got? He says, on my third passport, keep telling the truth. I would advise black men. You got to get your you got to get your passport. You got to travel outside of the United States. It's a must. You're going to come back a new man. <laughs> you got to come back and do that. I don't care where you go. You got you got to get it. And I've been advising men to get it since 2018. This is probably like in my first chapter of the free agent lifestyle book. You got to get it, man. You got to leave the country and come back to the United States. It's an absolute must. If you don't, I feel bad for you. You know what I mean? Because you have a, only a frame of reference of the United States. United States is just. It's not what you mean it to be when you are only in the United States. Shout out to Dame Digital. The Saints are signing Derek Carr. Well, the, I would I would laugh at them, but the problem is we don't even have a quarterback. What the fuck are we doing over here? I think we're messed up. So we don't even have a quarterback. I'll take Derek Carr at this point. But yeah, man, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out of the country, get out of the country. And it's not that the outside of the country is better. You're just going to get a different perspective. Um, America is a very unique country. Uh, I'm not saying it's perfect or imperfect. It's just unique. It's a young country. Most of the history of the country has been essentially wiped out. So when you go to any other country, they still have their traditions and their history, and they still acknowledge it past 200 and 300 years they basically can be like well at least this happened or that happened 
You can look at something and say that's 500 years old. It's 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 years old. In America, we can't do that. Thus, our history only exists beyond a certain point and everything else is questionable. And then what happens is, since we don't know, we make the shit up, right? Then people start making it up. You know what I mean? They're making the shit up for their own benefit. And then it sounds ridiculous. You're like, okay. Uh, anyway, Kaylin says, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. But yeah, we, we, we don't have a real culture. We don't have a real culture. And we have a counterculture that actually is superseding what the real culture was to make you even question even what the real culture was. Was that even real? Shout out to Kaylin says, and they say that we should still marry women. Well, who else are you going to marry? But yeah, it's it's uh, interesting there. Shout out to you. And now we got through everybody there. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Oh, and, and uh, uh, the thing about uh, submissive and feminine is a is a quality that people don't understand. In America, uh, women don't have to be feminine or submissive. If you ask for it, they will actually. Uh, and this is not all women. This is just a, the few women that that want to be independent, if you will. So if they want to maintain some sort of independence, but still be in a relationship with this, which is an oxymoron, they will fight you on femininity. Right. If we say, oh, you're just a little loud. I don't tell me I'm loud. Well, they'll still be loud. They won't correct it. I found that in many places. Femininity is not negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. Most places outside of the United States and maybe the United Kingdom. The women are almost naturally feminine. Now, submissive is a whole nother thing. We had to talk about this in the members. So in Europe and Italy. I found femininity at a high level, even in situations where the woman was a working woman or whatever it is. They still was a level of femininity. In America, we do have it, but they will suggest that it's not for you. Like, we don't have to be feminine towards you. We can be everything but that, and you're going to take us anyway. This is what happens. This is what happens when you stay in America. When you haven't been abroad, because typically what you will find is that femininity is almost a guarantee. It's a slam dunk. Not saying that they have perfect relationships, but you will find femininity to be non-negotiable. I mean, it's not even it's part of the exchange. It's part of the exchange here. Masculine women, they're like, hey, I'm going to be masculine and I'll be feminine when I want to be feminine. And it's just like. Crazy or I'll be have you ever heard this? And we're almost wrapping up. Women will say, I'll submit for the right guy. I mean, I understand that. Or I'll be submissive for the right guy. I'll be feminine for the right guy. Until then, for the wrong guys who I'll let pipe me down, I'll be masculine. Weird in a situation here. It's a weird situation. Shout out to Shan back just in time, but she different coach. Shout out to the ladies here. Jonathan Smith, this is actually what happened to me. I fell into the lonely trap. Now I have two kids ready to pull the plug and pay child support. At least I will have my freedom. Men do not fall for this. Guys, people ask me, what about if I'm lonely? If you're lonely, I get it. But do not trade that loneliness in for a relationship. Most of the people you're going to deal with are not relationship material. So once you get into it, you're going to fall into the trap. Then all of a sudden, you're not going to be able to dig yourself out. Okay, if you're lonely, take a couple hundred bucks, 
Go get a nut. If you're a guy that wants compassionship and want to be held, go find a best friend because your girlfriend is not going to hold you. She's not going to be required to hold you. She'll say, I'm not going to hold you tonight. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean somebody's going to hold your ass. Anyway, hold me now. Shout out to the Thompson twins. Yes, go get some hobbies, guys. And if you wanted a girlfriend, we'll leave you out with this infomercial. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And this is just a reminder for you right here. We'll be back tonight. Peace. Do you have tons of free time? Do you have loads of extra money lying around? Do you struggle to drive without being micromanaged? Introducing having a girlfriend. Having a girlfriend is the number one way to ensure all of your extra energy is used up. With this exclusive offer, you get to be responsible for the happiness of two people instead of just one. Why pursue your dreams when you could pour all your time into low ROI activities, including going out on dates, taking expensive vacations, and spending countless hours on emotional support. When I was single, I had a lot of freedom and was always happy. But now that I have a girlfriend, I have somebody who constantly wants to know what I'm thinking about. Now I finally hate my life. Come on, babe, let's go shopping. Right away, dear. <laughs> Admit it. Life is boring without frequent childlike emotional breakdowns. Spice it up by getting a girlfriend today.